Is this thing on? <laughs> Brother Tim. Ooh, that sound like a real knock. That did sound like a knock. Let him in, y'all. We let no days off here. They made a mistake. They gave us microphones. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. You know, we don't want to be the podcast oh, that's no, out okay. and no one can be able to hear us. Huh? Ooh, I love when I get to sit across from you and do this podcast. Uh. I love you, brother. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> It's almost like we're saying Shane is honesty. It's like, well, have your emotional moment. Nobody said that you couldn't. You can still be strong. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read her too hard. So that's my motto. Like when you have a go urges, just jack off and go do something productive. Like, taxes for fruit, y'all. <laughs> taxes for fruit. <laughs> Hold me accountable. Too. Somebody being willing to fall on the <sighs> And once they do that, they need to explain <laughs> the repercussions of their decision making. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of these people want their guns because they have an agenda. I feel like they're going to stockpile weapons and one day they're going to try to come and kill all the black people. That's what I think. Testing, testing. Mm-hmm. One, two, mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Testing, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, one, two, three. Ow, plow. Watch out now. I'm the it's little the one, one and, and I'm not, not bow. Bow, wow, wow. Yes, if you were G, throw it up. He gave me his number on the low. I tow it up. You out of Chris? Fuck it up. No, she was like, that's my song. Turn it up. Yeah. You had a Chris, blow it up. What up, though? You're a rapper, brother. I, I try. You better rap. Oh, it just started right hey. into the beginning. Just because, you know, oh, we wait. never know if we had some good stuff to have. Oh, you mean from the... Just, uh, a, little, just a little banter. You know, so a little banter. Smart, brother. Just a little banter. What, so up, what up, though? Hey. Twinsies. Wait, brother. Yeah. Do you know what this is? It's our anniversary. Oh, we sang that song before. Our anniversary. <laughs> well, it's probably not that. No. Um, well, maybe I didn't ask the question right. Yeah, it's okay. How do I say it, though? To Brother, the... do you know what we're doing right now? Do we you... uh, We're recording a podcast. We are, damn it. For no days off. No, that's what I was... I was trying to figure out a way to say something like... Oh, what are you doing, brother? Oh, I'm taking no days off. Like, oh, I was trying to be damn, I fucked cute. It up. I was trying to play on shit, but it didn't mm. work out. Well, I mean, either way, anyway, we are here. We are here. So what's up, y'all? Oh, my gosh. We are here again. And although mm-hmm. I love talking to you as often as I can on and off of this. Absolutely ditto. We are here because we already did this shit already. And we had some major technical difficulties. <sighs> Y'all, let me tell you, we feel we recorded a whole two hour podcast. It was so good. Too. It was, I'm talking about, it was, it was the creme de la creme. It was and we realized that none of it was recording. Well, it was recording, just not through our microphones. So it definitely wasn't recording. Yeah. It was sad. Yeah. But we live. We live to fight another day. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So we regrouped, you know, and we're just going to have the same conversation again, just better. I mean, it, you know, I don't remember what the hell I said in the last one. I don't remember one. either. So maybe it'll be just brand new, but Bra- it'll be yeah. about the same good shit. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So, well, catch up everybody up. What you been up to? What's going on? What's popping? Well, I think... <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <gasps> Oh, yeah. Mother Mama's Day. Day. And that was like the, you know, the point of our podcast originally to get it out. My Mother's Day, blah, blah, blah. But then we weren't recording, so we couldn't get nothing out. But yeah, uh, just it's happy Mother's good. Day to all the mothers out there. Um, I actually didn't get a chance to hang out with my mom because she was busy ripping and running the streets, you know, and rightfully so. She's Listen, a mother. Your mother got friends. Yeah, okay. She got friends. She got things to do. She got nails she to be schedule. done. She got hair to be done. She was doing a lot, <laughs> you know, and um, 
I love her so much, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. Well, that's um, awesome. Well, happy Mama's Day to my mama, too. Yes. And to my grandmother, and to all of my aunts, and to all of the women, my sisters, um, everybody who has a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, happy Mother's Day. And all of the, of the mothers that, um, that step up every day, and they guide, lead, take care of, nourish Mm-hmm. You know, other children that that aren't theirs, um, you guys are a mother too, um, in many, many ways. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, that whole concept, it takes a village. So every, everyone's a mother. Yeah, you know? for sure, Z. Everyone. For sure, Z. And, you know, I, I remember that I was in Florida visiting Gail a couple of years ago. Um, went down with my mother and my grandmother, mm-hmm. and I was like watching the way that she and her husband would like get up in the morning, feed these children, right? Right. Drive them to school, go to work, pick them up, cook for them, like put them to bed, mm. have like five seconds to themselves, and do that shit all over again. I was completely confused on how they were actually doing it. Right. In the moment, while watching them, I was actually confused. <laughs> Like you had like stopped and you were just like watching them do everything. Yeah, and I was forward. like, how is this a thing that they're actually doing and doing it successfully by, you know, just being able to do it? Yeah. Because I would imagine forgetting a child someplace. I would imagine, you know, like, you know, probably giving them the germs instead right. of making sure that they don't get in contact with the germs, you know, like basic <laughs> shit like right. that. I mean, I'm I'm joking. I think that I would I would try my best, but mm-hmm. it was just so humbling to watch like her like do her mom thing the right. same one who i know would be like get out of my room right i need to be in my room right and now here she is like little kids like get out of my room <laughs> i need my room and she's like this is my room i pay for this shit right it's the craziest thing so you know once again that it was a reminder when i had that flashback yesterday um like happy fucking mother's day yeah. you guys are superheroes in aprons, superheroes in like, you know, your work clothes and superheroes in smocks and covered with baby crap on your body. And like, it's absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, they're fucking, they're fucking like superheroes for real. I think being, just being a mother, and that's not the case for everything, but we see time and time again, it's always very easy for the father to leave or not be there Mm -hmm. or not have the responsibility. Mm -hmm. So I think, What's it's so interesting about it is because when you become a mother, you're like, you're a mother. Like, all the responsibility is put into your lap, like, right. since day one. And it's like, it's one of those things, like, yeah, even though I made this baby with someone else, it's like, it's all on me in a sense. Because, mm-hmm. again... Oh, brother, I'm a spark up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spark that doobity up, brother. Sure, but again, bro. like, that, the husband, the father can leave at any given moment, leaving the mom with all the responsibility. So... You know, again, just shout out to all the mothers out there, all the people taking care of people, all the people, you know, just doing great things outside of themselves to help others. And it also reminds me about uh, the time we were in the the laundromat doing laundry. Oh, my (laughs) God. After we got back from Thailand. Yes, 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 yes. And we were doing the laundry. And I mean, you know, even though we're gay, we're very much guys at the same time. We're just dudes, man. Like, so sometimes I was so confused. I, I just want to throw all of my shit in one load and not, or or give it to somebody else. That's what I've done for you know. You taught me how to do that. <laughs> the good old drop off. Um, but a lot of times you just want to throw shit in the laundry. So we were definitely 
fumbling around the laundromat back and forth trying to figure out and clearly we were being we were you, a show we were being you know watched what? there was like a, a, a mom to the rescue with a cape on like don't put that in that load but it was young like man. one of two Jamaican ladies like oh, oh wrong accent don't put that in that load boy <laughs> yes how I kind of mistake you yeah, make boy you can't put the colors with the whites now white is white and color color not mix them <laughs> but you know what like honestly whenever I think about doing the fucking laundry I automatically think to myself, I could be like touching myself right now. I could be using this time to get to know myself more intimately. I could be using this time to clean the bathroom. I could be using this time to do anything else. But I'm here at the laundromat watching this thing spin over and over and over again. So, you know, we have this thing about like, let's put our clothes in this shit and let's abandon it as fast as we possibly can. Literally, we'll leave. So, yeah, so the Jamaican ladies were definitely like, well, before you leave, make sure so you do this right. It was like, they literally saved our lives because we were making like pertinent like errors. And I think what's what I loved about it is that I think we both just naturally embraced it because you yeah, know sometimes for sure because I think especially uh, in New York is when you're like doing something and somebody else is chiming in especially again in New York you're like bitch you got my business like you know it's so easy to be that way I know but they but saw then, we were and, in distress yeah and then okay. but thinking about and I think sat sitting back and thinking about their intent like you know what I mean like you're actually treating me. Like you would treat your own child, yeah. Because you don't want me to fuck up my shit. Yeah, it's that nurturing. It was. It's. it's, it's it was, I just appreciated so much because. It's I, the nurturing. I'm no shade. There's been so many times where I'm like, I'm gonna just watch this motherfucker trip and fall, and just being like, you know, or whatever, like just like, oh, he acts goofy, and uh-huh. but like the fact that they cared so much, like I'm just gonna help them out. I'm gonna tell them the way because. Just like I would tell my son, like, you're going to fuck up all your white clothes if you do that. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Mm-hmm. But do this. You know what I mean? Because I've been doing laundry for years. And let me share a little bit. It might be something so small, but just, again, them being able and so willing to share whatever knowledge that they could. And, again, us to be able to learn whatever it is from. Yeah. An, it's just a great exchange. They're from, amazing. It's just a great exchange. They're so amazing. Mm-hmm. Brother, you're going to need this because, you know, Sorry, you know he, he take a while with the doobie, y'all. y'all just, send him some love I so he can know. speed it up. That's all right. You know, they're not judging you. But speaking of moms, I remember sitting over here with my mom. I think I talked about this on the show already. I think that about, was the episode that recorded but didn't record. Oh, like I said this before, yeah. so it's yeah. all coming back. So this it's all coming back. It's all new, y'all. This is all it's new. It's all coming back to me. Yeah. So yeah, I was here with my mother. It was one. It was close to one of my birthdays, but I remember my mother and I sitting down right here at the table where we record the podcast, and she was telling me about like her experience, like raising a kid that she thought could be or was, depending on when in my life we're talking about, um, was gay. And like what that's like as a parent, you know, growing up in Jamaican culture, it's kind of like you grow up and you learn the Jamaican ways. And one of the Jamaican Ten Commandments is that thou must hate the gays. Literally. It's like it's a, it's like you if you don't do it, then you're you're branded as yeah, a gay and now uh, you may get destroyed. I don't know. It's but in the music, burn the chichi man. I was giving my life to one of them burn the chichi man songs until I know what they was talking until about. Until you figured out your life was in right. danger. Yeah, it's like some serious shit. So she was just mentioning to me that, you know, as a parent, she's like, I know you were going through your own thing and having your struggles. But she was like, yo, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to, you know, do the best that I could. But there's no manual. Nobody tells you what to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like nobody says to you, it's going to be rough. This gay (coughs) son, you need to look within yourself and blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. So I kind of feel like 
for me, it was the first time that I really got to have like a a major sense of compassion right. for my mother at one time. It's like all of the emotions came like flooding to me. Not at that moment. I don't think it was like super emotional for me then. Right. But it was just, I immediately like went into this space as like an empath. I was just amazed mm-hmm. by how like willing she was to be that vulnerable with me mm-hmm. and how accessible and like, cause our, our relationship had definitely transformed and we got a lot right. closer. So our relationship allowed me to really, really sit in that moment with her and be like, shit, you weren't prepared for this at all. Right. And we actually had this conversation in the live show. I'm not in the live show, but in the video portion of uh, No Days Off, where we were talking about, um, you know, your parents seeming, maybe feeling that they have to be perfect, mm-hmm. but at the same time, maybe we expect perfection. Yeah. And I can definitely say that as a child, I expected my parents to be perfect. I expected my mother in some capacity to be perfect because it never even occurred to me that, that she was... wouldn't have the capacity right. to be Not do what it is that I needed from right. her. You know, I always thought to myself, like, wow, like, she's such a bad mom. Because she wasn't helping me. Or, or she, she didn't wasn't, do this this time. She or... wasn't doing this this way. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really shitty. So that was like one of the my favorite conversations with my mom. Because I learned, once again, compassion. And then I also learned about like parents simply not being these perfect beings that come kind of like downloaded on what it means to bring a soul into the world right. and blah, 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 blah. Which, you know, kind of like has led me um, into this space where I think about like, what do I want when I have my own children? And like this idea of parenting in general. Mm-hmm. So from when you think about everything from like just having a, a soul come into your life and what do you do with that soul? And how do you let them kind of like develop into whatever it is that they want to be without basically downloading all of your baggage onto them? Right. Right. So from like, um, I think like from a fundamental standpoint, I would definitely say that I would love if it could be like a prerequisite for parents, if they could, during the time, like you're actually, the mother's actually doing the cooking of the baby. If like you would go to therapy or if it was like mandated by insurance somehow, Mm -hmm. or like if there was, if it was um, available at your church or whatever, even though, you know, that could be problematic in ways, but If you go to a church that's amazing and that you want to like raise your children in that type of environment, something where you can kind of flush out all of your own shit right. before you have a whole other soul come into your life and mm-hmm. not know what the fuck you're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would imagine that a lot of people don't think about it that way. They think, okay, well, I'm going to have a kid and I'm basically going to raise the kid to just do and not, well, basically do right, mm-hmm. quote unquote, and not make the mistakes that I've made. And in that way, I don't know. I feel like once you get to a place where you identify what's going on with you and you can talk about it and identify it probably with a person who knows better or can offer you something, then you're automatically a little bit better prepared Yeah, to have a child. I agree. I think what <clears throat> resonates with me, what was you said is the compassion part, because mm-hmm. I experienced that as well. Um, well, just with my parents and reflecting on situations that happened, and again, remember feeling like certain type of ways about things that they did or decisions that they made. Again, not... Just un- only understanding 
my version of it or you know my perspective of it and thinking about the decision that my parents made um i talked about this on the show too is that i I was raised by my dad so my mom and my dad came together and decided it would be best for me you know not to live in new york anymore uh not to be in the projects um and to you know move with my dad because my dad was pretty much going to be moving regardless because of work and all this stuff so there was a decision that had to be made and you know i think back in it's just, again, so interesting because, again, my dad raised me. My mom lived in New York. So I visited my mom on Christmases and summer, and it was very much that. And she's the one who kind of bought me the things that I needed, like the shoes and the clothes and stuff like that. And I don't know. So, again, my upbringing was very, very different in that aspect. So, you know, even as a child, you just can't help but compare your life to what's going on around you and other kids. So I'm, I always was like, well, this is weird. Like, mm-hmm. how come I don't get a mom? Like, I mean, this is cool. I love my dad, but just, you know, just kid shit. Like, right. Um, so I would then have, you know, certain disposition towards my mom. Like, why would you let this happen? Like, why? Like, you, you didn't want me. It was so easy for you to just say, go ahead. And so now as an adult, and now that I'm able to have certain conversations with my parents, I really, really, I, I almost feel, I feel guilty now, but it's not like guilty because I can't because I was a child, you know? So I really didn't know what I was doing, I had a certain perspective, but again, now that I've um, gained some adult insight on things, I'm just like, damn, I could have gained a little mm-hmm. bit most like, you know, and it just is like, wow, they're a person too. Wow, they were hurting. They were very sad. They were mm-hmm. crying. You're like, you know, it's a lot of things that we don't necessarily, you know, attach to what our parents can do and feel and, and all those type of things. So right. I don't know. It's like now it's like, wow, I get it. Yeah, like I, I think, really get it. And it's almost like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you <right>. know, <clears throat> it makes me kind of feel like part of it is like, I want parents to also have like, as soon as you can begin to have conversations with your children, mm-hmm. even though they're super young, when they ask those questions of why this, why that, you know, I, I say that because I said so, <laughs> you know, that's what they say. <laughs> because i said so and it's like what and there's this reminder if we pay attention there's this reminder with kids that they kind of come to to remind you of who you are Mm -hmm. um to remind you of like the basic things you know like kids will straight up ask you like why are you happy right now right or why are you sad right now Mm Like all of that stuff that they think that they that you don't see. Why you walk out the house looking like that? Yeah, <laughs> but then it makes you think like, why did I do that? Yeah, well, even like I, I just feel like it. You have moments of reflection. They always knock you on your ass somehow. Yeah, and it's and they're reminders. So yeah. I feel like they come to remind you of who you are to get a little bit more connected into the reality of life. You know, we live in a capitalistic, white supremacist, you know, racist. Um, patriarchy of a society and oftentimes we lose ourselves to what's around us like you had mentioned earlier so they come to like take us on a ride and a lot of times you know parents say no don't do don't do this don't do that you can't do this you can't do that and they don't offer an explanation Mm -hmm. but when you offer your kids an explanation and then you and and encourage conversation i believe that you give them the opportunity to develop right. and develop an understanding of nuance and perspective. Like you make them better prepared for more complex thought and for, you know, bigger decisions right. that they'd have to ultimately make on their own. Maybe when you're not in their presence, right. because moment by moment by moment and decision by decision by decision, you're teaching your kids who to be. Right. And 
I feel like if we're a little bit more plugged into the experience and by just letting that unfold and not necessarily like live in fear all the time with kids. I know it's a lot to swallow, but it's more so this idea of stepping back and like being present in the moment as you're raising children. Yeah. And like, what can that do? Because I, I just, as a child, I just remember feeling like it was all about what grades I got mm-hmm. and like just looking good. Yeah. And that's it, you know? Yeah. yeah, I think, well, we talked about this before too, is just like the whole education thing of gaining some type of uh, knowledge, whether it be classes of some sort or therapy, but also again, just having the ability to open up with your child. And again, I'm not a parent, so I don't know a, you know, again, I'm just offering a, a, a viewpoint on what I would, if I was a child or in need of something. But just opening that dialogue, you know, and get, and gaining the insight and the education on who they are as a person. You know what I mean? Like, knowing who they are, that's education. That's insight for you to know how to have this family unit work. I think getting ahead of things that they're going to naturally learn in the world anyway yeah. would probably be the most beneficial for the household. It's like they're always going to be learning something from somewhere. Yeah. And there's just going to be that dire need to know what it is. Yeah. And they're going to get it from whomever is going to give it to them. Right. And they're going to take that shit. Get ahead of it. You know what I mean? Again, like I'd rather teach my kid about sex and all of these things in my way than I know it's controlled. At least you say, hey, this is what I've learned. And, and and give them real examples. Like you said, we're real people. Hi, I'm a person. I've done this exact same shit. And hey, it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, do it if you want to. But I'm going to just give you a couple of little nuggets that might stand clear of those closing doors, mm-hmm. you know, and might get you where you need to be. Right. But right. I'm just, yeah. that's how I would approach it in that say, And just try my best to get ahead of it because you can't control everything. But again, I think what I stress more is realizing the actual power that you have. Yeah. Always as a parent, as a person. Get in there. Try at least. It might go on deaf ears from time to time, but nine times out of ten, every person that's ever had a parent say something to them, it's with you. Everything might not always stick, but there's at least one thing that you'll always remember that your parent has taught you. Yeah. Good or bad. I mean, and as you get older, you begin to realize more and more how much your parents were right about things. Yeah. I want to just touch a little bit about what you mentioned before. Um you kind of like mentioned that it's like who they getting to know who they are. And I agree with that 100%. You need to kind of like understand or get to know who your kid is and not get them confused with who you, you want them to be. Or you are like, yeah. Right. Because, because the thing is, is like you look at your kid and you see not only you, you see you in the perfect mm-hmm. way. You see you in the autocorrect way, which is not you. It's all of your fears being avoided. Right. It's a little bit of perfection applied. And this that's danger. Yeah. That's very danger. Do not enter. You remember what that feels like? Do you remember what it feels like to feel the pressure of being exactly the opposite of what you were in that moment yeah. as a kid? I don't want to do that to my child. And what I would hope that I can do is to further, you know, to get back on track is to, yes, to have these conversations that maybe seem mature, you know, maybe that maybe seem, 
you know, like, wow, this seems like a little deep in thought. I don't know if they can handle it. Absolutely, they can. These kids can learn languages that your grown ass cannot yes. learn, okay? Yeah. It's over in a yeah. rap for you. They can learn a piano, the the sax, the the horn. They can do a whole bunch of shit and, and still dance around your ass. Right. Let them be. Like, give them this knowledge now. I would imagine that if we formed education in a little different way, which included um, understanding. Come on, education reform. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know how I feel. I'm about five seconds away from homeschooling my kids whenever that happens because I want my kids to understand like society 101. This is how society works. The world that you're going to live in. Soul 101. Let's get to understand who you You are. are. And this is like, and you in that type of curriculum that there's meditation in there, there's yoga in there, being, being there's, with yourself, there's and- being being with yourself, there's like getting into like music, there's like a little bit of religion. Here's some about different kinds of religions. Uh, exactly, get that, get that, all all of that shit, and the different types of things mm-hmm. that are available for them, so that they can see what's out there and what what life is about. Different because types you don't want society. That's the thing. You don't want your child to feel like you're hiding something from them. So like, right. again, the, the, what you were talking about earlier about the, the way that you handle things, because I said, so that's that rhetoric that mm-hmm. keeps it like a, uh, you're hiding things. It, yeah. it only wants them to want, I, yeah. you know? Yeah. I just remember feeling a little stifled. Let me know a little bit about everything. Yeah. And then tell me yours. Yeah. So and, then and I, also once again, I'm going to also to echo what you said before, I'm not a parent. So what I am saying is from the perspective of having a vivid remem- a vivid memory of what my childhood was like because it's like the same thing it's yeah it's important to remember because the thing is it's like I'm not a parent so I still can understand what it's like to be a child mm-hmm. like you know very recently you know at our um, Christmas function it was very tum- it was a very difficult moment mm-hmm. because you know one of the younger girls is dating a, a guy who's a, a lot older by a lot older i mean like maybe three years older yeah, but it's like but 16, it seems, 19. 16 19 it seems a certain way and the 16 year old um was there and her mom was there and we were having a conversation she showed me that you know a conversation that they were having and the mom was a part of it you know they mm-hmm. were like you know they know each other and so I had said, oh, is this that grown, is that big ass man uh, that you're talking about? Like, you know, just making a joke. So mm-hmm. everybody laughed except for the mom because the shame yeah. came rushing in and, and unintentionally I had embarrassed her. Mm-hmm. So I apologized. I said, I apologize. I have no intention of embarrassing you so much so that I was making a joke because right. I thought we were all on the same page that he was like super tall and like girthy, he and manly. He like he damn near looked like he could be my daddy. Like even like a nineteen year old is a kid still, but it's like he's a big ass. He's a man. He's a big ass man. I hope he got a job because if he doesn't have a job, you can't tell people you don't got a job. You're too big. You're too big. You know. So it was more just like a, a joke. Right. But she took it so seriously, and I would imagine that all of her mistakes came rushing right. back. Like it was she a thought whole it was lot. a reflection of her parenting. And yeah, all, all of that, that shit. And I was just like, listen, this is such an amazing moment right now. This is such an amazing moment. Like. Let's just talk through this. It doesn't have to be that. You're safe with me. And maybe you don't feel that family. way. But we're family. And if we're not safe here, 
Like we're not right. trying to judge that. We're not trying to have secrets up around each other and avoid these types of conversations because guess what? Whatever we don't talk about, they'll talk about it. As it's you good. mentioned before, get the education wherever they can get the education from. They'll go and get that from their friends. They'll talk it out from people who don't have the capacity the, to give the, them great advice. This fucking the crazy ass internet. Hello, they'll go on the internet. They'll look at celebrity relationships and and see how tumultuous tumultuous that that can be and try to reflect that. People forget True. that a lot of times outside forces are raising the children, so you They're have really to powerful. offer them yes. something a little bit more grounded. And and I, I would imagine I would have rather spent a lot of a lot of my time investing invested in conversation about a whole lot of shit right. with my kid, not just about their grades. Yeah. Um, and you know, once my parents are Jamaican, so I come from a Jamaican family. It's, and especially and coming it's, from it's first generation. Very, very first generation. It's like, let me tell you, motherfucker, we did not bust our asses You are about to, to be a doctor. Here, so, and feel, feel, we are it. So it's all, so yeah. you just literally become a letter grade. And you know, to go back to my, to my um, niece and the whole thing, um, in that moment, I just was trying something different. And I think I made everybody uncomfortable, but I was trying to, every, there was little kids in the room, you know, around the So what did you do, nine. Dopra? Well, what I said was- Because I, I, I know you did some Dopra ass shit. Yeah, well, I, I was terrible probably because I was like, listen, this is an amazing moment where we get to talk about this and it doesn't have to be about the shame and it doesn't ha have to be about how you feel, but maybe it can be about how she feels right. and maybe she wants to talk about this right. and maybe she needs her family around her who can offer her the advice and the counsel that she needs as a group. And maybe this is very beneficial for her and everyone else. And everyone else. And, and maybe it's just a little bit of perspective, but this is what it means to have a village and this is what we've forgotten as a society and I think that this is what slavery has mm -hmm. really done to the black family is that it's all become about that very, very nucleus approach to a family. And black people have gotten used to it not including a man. Oftentimes, in your case, not including a woman because of that relationship. But we've we've but come no, so but accustomed yeah, but to even divorce. Like, but yeah, but even, even in prior, my family, yeah, it's a lot of women in the Lots family. of women, right? Yeah. Right? So like more so even past like the marriage aspect, but the absence of men. Mm -hmm. So that has become the new structure of a family. But I would imagine that when there were men and women involved, there was like a certain level of partnership, a certain level of... Mm -hmm you know, we counsel in this way mm -hmm. and, and, da, 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 da. and this is our structure and how and we this is, move. This is and... the structure, but it wasn't about the village anymore. Yeah. It was just about the us. We're so tight. The world is against us, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and nothing so, can be wrong with, about us. And, and nothing, we have to don't, right, go, don't, don't tell anybody like, outside of these yeah. walls about what's going on. And I just felt like in that moment, I was like, no, I think it's quite the opposite. I think that right now is a time have, to, for she wants to talk. Right. right. She you, wants to be able to express these things. Who is teaching her these things if she doesn't get to talk about exactly. them? And I won't go too much into it because it's family business and I believe in keeping that private. But I will talk about the overall lesson mm -hmm. that I learned in that moment was that shame pain that you carry you will literally hand it over like a baton to your right. children when you don't talk mm -hmm. about it because all they see are the decisions that you make and if you never made different mm -hmm. decisions because mm -hmm. you never got the therapy that you needed mm -hmm. you never had that fuck I need to change my life right now right. moment you would have continued the same thing so they learn how to make the same decisions they learn the end result 
Yeah. And they just want to get to that result. You know, it's, 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 and it's no coincidence that a lot of times the same situation is like a, a cycle in the family. This is a pathology at its, but what I'm, tra- but what I'm saying is, is that I'm, I'm breaking it down to the way that just simply avoiding a conversation can, can aid in the pathology. Yeah. yeah. Because, yo, I'm not trying to like, I'm not even trying to suggest some rocket science, crazy, let your kids run around and slap you in the face, <laughs> crazy shit, hashtag right. white people shit. Fuck you, mom. Say. Fuck yeah. you, bitch. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You know what, mom? Fuck you. <laughs> okay, well, fuck you at- your bags are packed, right? That's why daddy left anyway, bitch. Door I'm going to leave like daddy did. They're already gone. There is no child left here. That's a demon. Right. You know, no, I'm no, that would never happen in my house. But I'm just saying that, like, I wouldn't, let me not say never. I would do everything that I could to avoid right. a situation like that in my house. But that's what I'm talking about right now, you know? Yeah. I what would I I would say that my parents taught me some really 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 good shit, but they t- also taught me some really really bad things, and I saw the way that we were teaching uh, right. this um, my cousin my niece the very very bad and, things. And we think teaching is something like audio vocalized, like you can do. We teach a lot in silence. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it kind of it's for me like the law of attraction when you. It's like when you like meditate and you th- you think about what you don't want and yeah. then those things happen. Yeah. Because it's, you focused on be- that thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, fear is leading you so you're focused on that thing. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Brother, it's it go it's 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 real. It's definitely um real. it's really real. So it's like you said, it's can I you know pass me that baton of, yeah. of pain and yeah. agony? We do it over and over and over again. That like you said, silence. Silence. Silence is literally like a, a catalyst, and it, for and a it whole probably teaches a lot more because think about even like as a as a baby who can't even like respond back, and their you know majority of their is just observing, taking in, looking, just watching, observing. listening, absolutely, and think about how much they learn, and that and 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 that's why I try to always you know kind of break it down once again into like this decision making. Yeah. So if a kid just learns that. When the doorbell rings, that you suck your teeth and you stomp to the door. Ooh. Right? That it's something bad is happening. That something or, bad and annoying is happening. Right. Don't be surprised if you want to, and you go, oh, she's so spicy. Isn't she spicy? Right. And it's like. Now, wait a minute. And, and she kind of is just like you. Right. Talk about, oh, she got her own personality. But no. She no. She learned it from you. She just added her her extra it's just flavor. It's a little different. It's just a little different. It's just a little different, you know I mean? but it's that same result. It's she's that so, same but it's result. True. You think about she's so cranky and then and, and, and yeah, yeah. Maybe you should fix your face. Yeah, it depends. So we we definitely impact. Yeah, um, the child. To. You and, have to. And I want to just say this. One have thing to. that came out of the conversation was. The fact that she said that she had to learn, by she I mean the young one, said she had to learn these lessons on her own. Mm-hmm. These lessons that men can't give you what you need. You have to love yourself. She said she had to learn that on her own. And I thought that that was remarkable because in a way, I, I understand that you do have to learn that lesson on your right. own. You, essentially, and, like, essentially, to really get it. To really get it, get it. Like, even maybe, parents are like, oh, you're going to learn one day. You're going to learn on yeah. your own. And it's like, but she right. got it with not nobody even saying it to or t- or even trying to teach Right, you. right. Like, she, yeah. like, I'm telling you, she, first of all, we were having this conversation, but I let her speak. Yeah. And I'm telling you. 
She spoke. She pulled a lot of this. I mean, I didn't. What I did was that I I asked certain questions, but baby, when she I tell knew, you, right? She said she, yes. I learned how to love myself, and and I'm I'm grateful for that because now you know the person that I'm dating. You know, no matter what happens, I know I'm gonna be okay, and I don't. I mean, she gave it to me. I was mm-hmm. like, I wow, I've had really rough conversations with thirty something year olds about <laughs> right forty something year olds, fifty something year olds about like, listen, what is this teaching you, or what is this what is this saying? And they hopscotching all around it. Oh, I don't know, fuck these motherfuckers ain't shit. Is that what it's saying? Right. Okay, well, let's see. But you know, anyway, yeah, the way that she kind of said that, I just thought was was remarkable, and I thought that it was also a great job. In some sort of way, because she's still alive, mm-hmm. and her mother facilitated her still being here and still being right. alive. So it's like there's, you know she's yeah. done an amazing job as a mother, um, and I hate that we absorb sometimes this this exchange of perfection. Mm-hmm. Parents thinking they have to be perfect, mm-hmm. so they shame themselves and they don't want to present they anything that things. seems less than perfect. Yeah. And they hide things, a lot of things. And it's perf- this thing. It's perfection. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a drug. It's a separ- you got to let that shit go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing on the other end, where the child expects that you're supposed to mm-hmm. carefully lay out these lessons, especially for because them you've done it and so- protect them, right? And that's why that that teenage it's preteen hard. year it's and so it's like, fucking hard. It's like yo. oh motherfucker, you you switching up? Yeah. And it's like, and y'all ass don't know what the fuck you doing, <laughs> and you don't know what the fuck you doing. And you trying to switch it up? Oh, fuck that. Uh Uh-uh. And, you know, a lot of times that's the kid just saying, like, yo, I'm not who you say I am. I'm me. And I'm, I don't, I may not know all of what that means, but I'm damn sure not what you say I am. Yeah, because that ain't working for me. I know that's not working. I know that's not working because I don't like you. (laughs) And because you're telling me to do it, I know that's not what I want to do because I don't Mm -hmm. like you. And I'm not saying that your kid necessarily has to like you, but I have certain relationships that exactly. I really admire, yeah. that I've seen over the years. Mm-hmm. And one thing that really, really, yo, I, I, I would not say this if it were not my own anecdotal study, which mm-hmm. means, I don't know if it means anything to you, but it means a lot to me. <laughs> right, like, I but, know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> right, but it means a lot to me. Like, one thing remains the same is the way that they can sit down and have a conversation about anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so serious. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about whether they came home at 16 with a kid or whether they, you know, have their master's degree and still doesn't have a kid, but have mm-hmm. like a healthy relationship. Right. Like one thing remains the same. They can sit down and have a conversation about anything. I'm talking about they can have a conversation about sex. They can have a conversation about their parents' Wait, divorce. Who is this? Who is who? Who are you talking about? Or just in general? No, I'm talking about very specific relationships in oh, my that, life. That you know. Yeah, like people that yeah. I know. Who I mean I don't want to say their business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to say who they are. Sorry. Yeah, that's. I think I was like. <laughs> I was like, do you want me to say their names? No, that's what I was just trying to like. Well, shit, I know now. What if, okay, no, but yeah, no, nah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'll give you one example. So my sister's my sister's best friend mm-hmm. has a daughter. Mm-hmm. Crazy ass tight ass relationship. Crazy ass tight ass relationship with her daughters. Mm-hmm. And I know that she had had a tumultuous relationship with her mother. She decided to make a choice. Yes. So she kind of like made a choice to kind of like, you know. And, me, not, and not even in the spiteful way. Like, I'm not going to be like my mom. And then just, no, just, just kind of like naturally, yeah, you know, like, because I think she and her mother kind of also did have kind of like a balance at some point. Yeah. They had reconciled and kind of yeah. worked something good out. But but I just remember just looking at that relationship and just being like, it's amazing. And to this day, they still have a tight ass, dope ass wow. relationship. Yeah. 
and it's beautiful. Like it's just an amazing thing to say to see. And and there's another one. There's a younger one, and she, they're tight. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing. And then I also have an aunt of mine, and she and her da- younger and she and her you know eldest daughter mm-hmm. had an amazing relationship. Yeah. Like they, I mean, when I tell you they loved each other, right. and I know they had their moments, but there was that all they always just talked about stuff, right? You know what I'm saying? I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because they were women and maybe they shared that the maybe the dad stuff. I don't know, but it just was like really it was it was nice to see. Yeah. It was nice to see that. And then there are other examples of friends who have told me about their relationships. So I'm like, yeah, my parents let me curse in front of them. I know it's kind of weird, but they curse, but you know, they kind of like we just have a really fucking great relationship, you know? Like mm-hmm. I met those people and I'm just like, I get that. Right. I get that. It, yeah. it just makes sense in my mind. I'm not saying that when my kids cursing at me. I'm just saying that I like I would imagine like me not trying to make my kid into like a perfect right. be a perfect like if they were telling you a story or something and they're like 15 16 and then you know they're like oh because Jesse said ass out loud or something like that it wouldn't be like crazy right yeah because yeah. my my family would damn near roll around on the ground yeah. if you said something <laughs> like like shut up would, shut oh, shut up right oh, why are you telling to shut up <laughs> stop it it's gonna shut everybody up. I, I remember one time I was with my grandmother in particular, and, and I said punk. She said punk. <laughs> punk. What is a punk? Like I was like, oh my god, like oh, calm. Oh my god, are you down. remember like when you're a kid like, and you say something that was close to a curse word? Yes. Are you over there saying fuck? <laughs> You over there saying fuck over there? <laughs> I remember when I remember there was this thing that I <laughs> I remember I remember this thing that I had learned. It was like an acronym for shit. So, but it was like sugar honey iced tea. So I was in the back of the car with my uncle, my cousin. I was like, I'm not giving you sugar honey iced tea. Sugar honey iced tea. I'm like fucking eleven, thinking I'm like, yeah, you think you smart, huh? My uncle turned back around, so like, I know you back there saying <laughs> shit. Now cut it out. I was like, <laughs> I like folded into myself. I was over it. Thought but you was, did try it, though. Yeah. You did try it. No shade, but you tried it. Oh, you know, being a kid. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Kids. <laughs> I mean, you know, kids will pump as far into as, as you over there saying shit. <laughs> no, I said I was gonna like shoot it over there. <laughs> a uh oh, I'm peaky. Oh, I can't help it. I be, I'm so. But loud. I think it still sounds good no matter what. Oh, I hope so. Cause I, be I hope so too, Cause we ain't doing this podcast. I can't again, do this bitch. motherfucking thing no more. Not, not this. Not this particular. Uh, this shit. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's too much. Uh-uh. No, um, but seriously, but though. But like... I think for me, uh, what's really interesting about <laughs> yeah. this parenting conversation, again, I'm not a parent, and I'm speaking from a child's perspective or, you know, a son's perspective, but I also think they're one of the same. It just, again... An exchange. It's an exchange, and I think you can't do one without the other at some point because I, I, there's also this kind of weird way of thinking that we actually start to parent our parents at a certain age as yeah. we, you know there's a act there's a big shift to yeah. we start becoming more responsible for them and, and not just ways of take care of them, but you know just in a lot of different ways you know and that there's another type of exchange as right. they get a certain type of age yeah and i think the uh again the thing that i that for me that's just an easy thing for me to kind of remember and drive home is that we just never can never stop learning right never that that can never stop the growth. So just with parenting, you become a student at the same time. Because again, you've never been a parent before. 
you have a kid and or a child and now you know nothing so everything is a brand new learning experience so that alone gives you a little bit of a it's okay mm-hmm. it's okay to fuck up and it's okay to grow and it's okay to grow because just like a student you're gonna learn things. You're gonna you're gonna learn things that you're not gonna get. You're gonna have right, to work some right. shit. You're gonna fail. You might get a a bad grade on your parenting test, mm-hmm. but you're gonna do better because you have something to work for, and you know that now that you have this responsibility, that it can only get better from there. Right. Like those funny commercials on TV where like they're uh, handling their child a certain way, like maybe crazy from the germs, and then like they like by the second kid, they, they you're over like it. hovering the baby over the toilet <laughs> upside down by like one hand cleaning girl, and doing. You know what I mean? So I think just give ourselves um a little bit of a, a little bit of a pass to like you know what i'm a student i'm a parent and i'm a student and right. these, these these two things are existing at the same time right now right and this child mm-hmm. is a teacher mm-hmm. and a student as well because Absolutely. this child is going to teach me things every motherfucking step of the way and i'm going to be able to teach them right. so we have to like break down the playing field like we're all, it's the same level of course it's the way we have to deal with it because obviously the parent has to take care of the child but you know in the sense of like right and wrong and do this and don't do that and i'm perfect and i have to present Mm -hmm. this to you like that should go like you have to have this experience with your child and you guys have to grow together because that's just how it has to be yeah and and another thing to like go back to come back is that before all of this shit happens again and you have children I think we need to, as a society, to really embrace the idea that wisdom is cool. Yeah. Like, embrace that, like, learning the lessons and, like, being hyped over, like, yo, I got that. I got it. That shit was crazy. I got it. Right. And then sharing it. Get that shit and just share it. It's exciting. It is. Because it prepares you. And what it does is that if you do want to be a parent, or if you like sex enough to maybe mess up and make a glorious mistake and have a child one day. (laughs) Right. Right, here are some tools. Also be excited about wisdom because you're still going to need that motherfucker, okay? Right. Because, you know, this is a this is a crazy Donovan theory. But the way that it's continuous that during adolescence that children and adults and their parents more than likely will have a rough time says one of two things to me. One, that kids really do mature a lot older than they think than we think they do mm-hmm. but we didn't give them what they needed in time yep so that's one of my theories and then the other theory is that like you really have just done a shitty job <laughs> like we just as a society oh, right. just do a shitty job at raising kids that they're all just saying no bitch i am not who right. you said i am yeah. so we're kind of like literally raising our children all in a way to make them who they are not which actually may be the case because we do put them through the educational system which does which program children and programs a society to do a certain thing a certain way it's like a brainwashing and live our lives yeah it's very it programs us it does program us you know so kids may be rebelling in a, in a multitude of ways but you know I, maybe it both of like, those, those theories like, are it right it doesn't resonate with my frequency uh, I don't this. really know all the answers I but I know this, this shit don't work and it does not resonate with what I'm being called to do and that's why again I said I said this somewhere to someone before but it's like this idea of going to school and doing all these things for one purpose we're so complex we have the ability to do such things and of great magnitude but you want me to do this the, the this one thing for, yeah. for 30 40 50 60 years until the day I die and still might not get my pension that shit is a hoax 
But you know what? Well, we have our big, beautiful, juicy brains. Right. And it saddens me that we don't get to live this big, beautiful, this particular journey. Because I mean, maybe we do take that what we have. Like maybe we do take it to the next life. But I just kind of feel like, damn. Like I wish if I could have more time to like learn more. Mm -hmm. But it's exciting to me to keep learning and learning and learning because it's like you get to just flow into life like just flow with it just flow with it and if you have a child it's so easy to forget Mm -hmm. that they're coming out just wanting to flow right and you're just like stop flowing (laughs) stop all that flowing right we are crazy and you're flowing too much shut the fuck up you're too loud yeah you're too loud you're too playful you're too energetic you're too excited you know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. Don't over here. Don't do that. You know, sit up straight. Don't stick out too much. Like my parents used to tell me, you know, all of that singing stuff, you know, all that uh, la la la. It's not good. Don't do that. You need to be in your book. You know, it was very, it was just like anything that was outside of. And then your ass found a music book and was like, la. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Jokes on y'all. Found me a music book, bitch. <laughs> I know. They were probably so upset that I always found it. They always found me. Whichever way it was, you cannot get in the way of who your kid is. You're yeah. supposed to help them. Yeah. Because they are who they are already. Yeah. So I think that for you, Will, for me, Donovan, for you, Julie, for you, Sarah, for you, Justin, whoever's Can listening. Can they not all be like almost white names? Well, these were black people who I know in my life that oh, I was mentioning. Sorry. Oops. Oops. <laughs> a lot of them were Haitian. Maybe Haitians. I don't know. You're trying to say Haitians are trying to be Caucasian. I don't know. That that was just, it could, and, and maybe it was the voice, too, because maybe you said Molly, Julie, Justin. and Because, you, you know, you be giving that New York shit. But they're but not this rappers. Time, I know, but this time you said Molly. But they're not in G-Unit. I know, but <laughs> this time you said Molly and Julie <laughs> and Justin to all of you. <laughs> You know, sometimes you be giving me that. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. And this time I was like, but I, I be giving you rapper boots? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes you give me rapper boots. Oh, that must be yeah. an 8 a.m. situation. Yeah, when you're walking, especially to the subway, like, you be like, move, bitch. Ooh, no. yeah. Okay, well, those, those are rough mornings. Those rough mornings. Get out of my okay. way, before But But, yes. Back to Julie and Molly. <laughs> back, was to, Molly? back to everybody yeah, who's, who's, who's watching. I think that the point is, is that before you even get to having a child, Get to know yourself. Like that theme. Ding, ding, ding. That theme will always come back because I I imagine that like if you get to know yourself, like really embrace who you are. Pour into yourself. It's a lesson. Yeah. And when you see a soul come in, you won't, you maybe you'll, you'll be less likely to forget that life is about really getting to know who you are. So maybe you'll ask that kid, well, who are you? Right. Because you've equipped yourself with the tools to... (gasps) Who is you? Right. Because you've equipped yourself with the tools to know and to be able to identify that they that's what they need to do too. Absolutely. But if you don't know, you ain't going to ask mm. your kid that question or at least, you know, give them whatever it is that they need to get them to a place where they wouldn't want to ask themselves that question. But, you know, I <clears throat> like to go back to the theory of we don't get the lessons that we need early enough. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. So to get to that theory. And that's yours. That's mine. Yeah. So but, don't let no one take that. Yeah, that's my theory. I said it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah, but I've had this theory for a while because 
We think that kids, do, it goes back into the thing where kids know they can learn how to le- speak this. They le- You can teach kids what to do as early as four, five, six, seven, eight, nine months. Put mm-hmm. them in front of something that you want them to learn and give it to, give it to them in a very specific way. I'm sure they'll learn it mm-hmm. because they'll learn everything else. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm talking about that brain just from, just from like a yeah. level. It's like. Look at that brain. That brain absorbs all of that kind of information. So why wouldn't you be able to tell that child about what this idea of compassion is? Why would you is? limit it to such... Yeah. yeah. Why can't we limit the idea of compassion and break compassion down into a teachable way? Because mm-hmm. we forget that these things are actual teachable things that you can do. Take your kids to some place where they can give back. Compassion. Take kids to a shelter to see animals. Compassion. T- take your kids to see real life right. stuff. Things that, that are outside can, of your home and mm-hmm. outside of toys mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. TV and, outside of, and TV. Adults, outside of school. Like yeah. You have to Build them up, yeah. build them up, build up their tolerance to not traumatic things. Like, I'm not saying to, t- to show, here's blood and gore, this is what's coming your right. way, get used to it. Hot, gorge your loins. I'm not saying <laughs> to do that. I'm just saying more so to say, like, listen, this, this is a bum, this is a hoe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, maybe. But, I mean, I know what I would do is that I would definitely say to my kid, like, this is the, I said this on the show before about the Cosby mm. show. Mm-hmm. I would say like this is the character, Just this is the man, and this is what he shit. did. I would have a conversation with my boy very, very early. Yeah, about because sex. that's very, especially with social media and the way that they're getting information. They need to know that that's not the same person and that it's different. And, and that it's different. They need to know that. Yeah. The, and I believe that that same child who can learn all them languages and do all of that stuff can understand. Play the piano, Mozart at three. Yes, and my dumb ass. Right. Me, I'm over here like, oh, listen. Stretching I, my I, fingers. I used to know how to. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. I, right. While they have the capacity, I'm going to say, here's what this looks like. And this is how I'm. You're going to learn more about this on your own. Yeah. But what I want you to know is that this is what I learned. And I'm not fucking around. Yeah. I'm going to tell my kids how I learned it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be one of those annoying people. You have to. Who are going to probably tell my kids things that people you think you shouldn't tell your children. But I'm going to tell but them. What, but the thing is, like, why Why is nothing off limits to me, but then they can go on the internet and learn it everywhere else? Oh, shit, brother. Wait a minute. You just brought up a really, really good point. If you look at it a whole... Th- why would your kid trust you all the way mm. with their lives if you don't tell them anything about yours? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Mm. In 2000... 2000- Hashtag Dopra. In 2011. Hashtag Dopra. <laughs> in 2011, one of our good friends, Sheldon, said to me, one thing I really, really want to want from you is for you to be more vulnerable and let me in so that we can have a better friendship. So that I, I just want to get to know you better. He said it in his own way, but that's what he was getting to. And that's what he got to. And I immediately, I was like, right. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do what he said to do. And it changed my the trajectory of all my relationships. Right. If it wasn't for that conversation, we wouldn't have the relationship we have today. I guarantee it. Oh, wow. It was a life-changing conversation. Well, thank me. you, Sheldon, because, bitch, we're, we're pretty tight like glue. Yeah, I take shit very seriously. Yeah. And that's why no matter what happens in life, Sheldon's going to always be my I friend. I love Sheldon. Because he, he really helped me grow. And, and you, then, you know how I feel about that shit. Yeah. Of course. If you help me grow and learn something. That's how, that's what it's about. It's like, yeah, you have to, like, like again, we are not here just for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if you're able to find and connect with people, like all these things, again, that we 
always we run to people and it's like, oh my god, it's such a coincidence. Oh my god, it's such a coincidence. Oh my god, that's crazy. Me too. It's not right. It's really not. We cross paths. And those coupled with decisions and choices, yeah. we're able to make a lot of shit happen. And again, it takes those people that's willing to, you know, cultivate those relationships and, and find ways to invest in each other and, yeah. and elevate and grow as yeah. a family, as a yeah. unit, as a village, as yeah. a tribe. Mm-hmm. And it's important that within those relationships that at least as something that we can all know, like you can just put in your mind that you'll have better relationships when there's a good exchange. Yeah. When there's a really, really good exchange, and that may be dialogue, it may be lesson sharing, it may be vulnerability, right. good times, bad times. Don't just call somebody and tell them your losses to complain right. and shit. And don't tell them when you win it. Yeah. Because that is and, corny. And just like, it's going to cause a problem. Yeah. Just like you and I, we got to the point where I, we've even had conversations about just like what we share with each other. And we just like kind of develop this all in, this all in type of mentality where, you know, Mm-hmm. We're like invested on making each other's lives better for one another while we're in each other's lives. Absolutely. And it's just important to be able to like come to the table with your most embarrassing. Like, you know what I mean? And again, like, <laughs> yes. it's like, of course, you don't do it all the time with everybody. Josh, you know, you there's you find the people that you, your tribe, that your tribe and the, the people that are really, really there for you to have those exchanges with. But if you can't, how do you harbor certain things like you know what i mean like there's time and time again things you can torture literally torture yourself and like just a release a actual physical reaction of releasing saying something yeah literally makes a whole wonder because not only does it is it a physical release which you would need mm-hmm. for your body but then it also offers from their solutions because now it's on the eyes of someone who has a different perspective, who has a little bit of a different capacity on things, who maybe have been through a little bit of an experience that is similar, who maybe have a little, uh, some tools that can help, you know what I mean? So like, it it literally only is beneficial. And it's a great lesson to learn how to share in that way and to be vulnerable in that way and to have that tribe that you can have those exchanges with. And, you know, so thank you, Sheldon, for that lesson. That's and then amazing. To, then to go back to parenting and this idea of this parent-child relationship is that I would imagine... If it's like any other relationship, which we may have to start thinking about this relationship. Like, what if we started thinking about this relationship as you were a vessel for this soul? Mm-hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Hallelujah. And it's, I mean, your service is not done. And now you have to help this soul get wherever this soul is supposed to get mm-hmm. to. Help this soul unfold. What is this soul supposed to be? Because that works in... I would say in parallel or with or well, it works well with this idea that you are here to teach this soul these lessons Mm -hmm. to get them to a certain place. And maybe not as slowly as we would imagine it to be. Maybe it's a little bit faster in terms of having these real conversations, because if you pass these stories on and have these storytelling moments, Mm -hmm. um, you equipped the child with more um, evidence of what life could look like and you'll be able to they'll be able to see it mm-hmm. they'll be able to see it as they go through their day to day maybe right. they'll begin to trust you and they'll begin to share and you share and mm-hmm. they share and it brings that exchange back into play right and maybe it will set you on a path mm-hmm. to have better conversations with your yeah children. and it's, it's it's something that's so easy it's even when you think about sometimes when parents are like so what'd you do with school today mm-hmm. what did it da you know what I mean and then it becomes like this thing where you're like maybe they've just had a really hard day and now you're just asking all these questions and I'm, yeah you're doing it to try to like maybe foster some type of you know conversation but it's like 
done in a way that it's not like reciprocal mm-hmm. like you know you're, it's very one ended it's like you, me telling you and mm-hmm. you telling me that and it's like yeah. so maybe even just saying you know what today was really hard my boss was like riding my ass mm-hmm. and it was he was crazy like right. does your teacher ever do dumb like whatever you know what I mean I don't know like just, just try it just, and just having conversations and again no you don't want your child to think of you as like yo best friend like hey bitch what's good girl like yeah. but it's like you know what i mean it's not this militant yes, with Hit- the snap brother you know what i mean it's not this militant hitler type of relationship yeah. where i have to be afraid that's why one thing is my dad yes. can be scary because he's a black man so you know society but i've never been afraid of my dad and yes my dad has whooped my ass a few times because i needed it pow, pow, pow. you know what i mean but my dad i've never been afraid of him because he was always present in a way that I was so grateful for and, and he was a good know, ass dad and his energy he's always came from mm-hmm. a, a just I just want to know you and see how you work so I can work and I think that was really really beneficial like I was never afraid of him or anything and I think right. that was a great thing for me because it's like yeah I knew like if I was doing something wrong it was fucked up but again like I would tell on myself before anything like <laughs> you know it was like here's what I did you know because and and he allowed me to do that too. You know what I mean? Without you, like you trusted him. Yeah, you trusted your dad. Yeah, and I, my dad, I knew that my dad would always believe me first. And but he would fi- find it out, and he but he would always be on my side first, regardless. In the house, he'd be like, "Yeah, that was kind of don't do that again. Like, nah, that's not cool or whatever." You know? And it was just really, 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 really um, amazing. That's amazing. That it sounds like you guys had that exchange, yeah. at least in terms of trusting each so other. So now I think my my challenge to myself and maybe to you is like now we have you know decent great relationships with our parents but what are ways that you know we can actually develop and elevate it more and i think for me i just want to just expound on things and have more talks with them about my childhood and the things that they were thinking when certain decisions were made and just getting more insight on like what they were thinking and expounding on that and yeah and to well to expound on what you said you know i think i mentioned this in the one that got fucked in the podcast that got fucked up too but You know, I looked at my parents one day and I was like, I don't know who the hell these people are. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they absolutely really love Mm -hmm. or loved back in the day. Like, what was that one thing that you loved? Were you a volleyball player? Like, like, I don't know that shit about them. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, what they were depressed about if they went through Mm -hmm. a depressing moment in their life. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they found to be the most challenging thing. I don't know if they felt like, if they have a fear of heights, I don't. You know, like there's certain, th- not heights, but maybe, you know, like flying. Or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like they don't share much and I don't know much about them. So recently I've been asking my mother a lot of questions. Like for my 32nd birthday, we went to a restaurant and I was like, we're going to sit in this restaurant. We're going to talk about certain things. And we had some really fucking good conversation. Mm-hmm. And when my mother told me about you know, those specific things, it helped me get insight into myself. You could start learning. Yo. It's like... I was like, oh, shit. Isn't it it crazy? Like, low-key, everyone is doing a disservice to themselves. Yeah. Because apparently we're taught that shit early on. Because you're like, oh, that's where that... You can't trust your instinct. It's like, I could have... You have to pee? You sit your ass down. You gotta wait, motherfucker. And you know why you have to wait? Because I want you to wait. Because that's what the school school said. We gotta do wait until Mm -hmm. I say you can go go pee. Anyway, I'm just saying, you just learn this shit about like to do against what your instinct is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, really super sucky. So, I mean... So, is is that practical? Yeah, that is. I think that's good. I think it's important. I, I'm going to do that too. Like, I want to ask 
harder questions develop like yeah we have a great we can talk they know i'm gay hey 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 but what i want more yeah you know what i mean i want more and i think we're both open for more but we have to take a little bit more responsibility as children after a certain age that we might have to start getting the relationship fostered and making sure that we're speaking to them and calling them and maybe planning the vacation and and so and i don't know you know absolutely yeah I agree. yeah I agree. so i think for me and now it's okay cool i want more so now i'm gonna have let's go to dinner mom let's go to dad when you're in town let's 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 hang out and you know do something and have a little conversation and keep digging yeah. i guess and and just exploring yeah but i love um, that you said that because just really quickly because um I had this moment recently, too, of just wanting to do more things with my parents. And I was like, you know, that's why I work a lot, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I'm working and I'm working towards, you know, building um, a great platform to help the world and blah, 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 I'll get to a place where I don't have to worry about a coin. And I can, you know, let's do, do you guys go do this and live your life and have a happy life, you know, while I work because I want to, I, you know, I have my own goals, Mm -hmm. but it's just so interesting because in the way that you just said that, I I believe that to be true. There comes a time after all of this good stuff that our parents are here. They've done a lot. They've done so much for us. They've done their, it's, it's, it was a learned experience. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that. I think that that was a really, really great point. I think it's really important. Again, going back to the notion of, realizing the power that you do have a lot it's yeah parents fucked up yeah they did some fucked up shit yeah some shit may be quote unquote unforgivable but what are you gonna do with that you know what what are you gonna do with it right there's a responsibility that has to kick in whether it's like the natural causes of them getting old and actually physically taking care of them and then the the emotional side of like i'm here for you now like in the sense of them being here for us previously yeah the exchanges has to work yeah, however it, has, it works. It's, and like you said, we talked about this in another one. I don't know if it's the one that got deleted. Blah, blah, blah. But th- that that constant idea of the yin and yang, the one one space takes over, it's going to come. It has to come over. Uh-huh. It has Absolutely. to go. It has to move into this. It has to get filled somewhere. Yeah. And it's going to be ever balancing it out and figuring it and moving and, and, yeah. and shaping. And I wish they could see the the movement that I'm doing with my hand right now. But you know, <laughs> I see it. Brother. I know. And that's why your head is shaking. I'm like, yeah, I'm in this. I'm into this. Mm-hmm. I'm into this too. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Now that we're, we're, since we're talking about parenting yeah. and the things that we can teach our kids and yeah. the great things that we can teach our kids and mm-hmm. the not so great things that we can teach our kids, obviously through Obvi. through what we now know as learning in silence. Yes. And the, and again, mm-hmm. the actual making. audio version of that and speaking shit out and talking. Mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. Oh, with his... um, What kind of lessons, man? What kind of lessons... Oh, you have to tell them what he did. That he's teaching... My theory is there's a lot of shit to fight for, a lot of causes to be about, a lot of shit to a be- A million and one. To be quote unquote woke for. And so when I saw this, I was just like, okay, I don't have time for this bullshit because it's, it's bullshit right now. Um, but apparently he um, pretty much talked about, you know, men and women being kings and queens and honoring and in and, and ways that kings honor queens and queens honor kings. And- Pretty much he said that he praises and worships his woman by buying cars, clothes, riches, jewels. Mm -hmm. And um, he pretty much um, gets his worshiping in different ways. And that includes, you know, oral sex um, Mm -hmm. from his wife whenever, (laughs) I guess, in the the manner of whenever he wants it, needs it, whatever, whatever. But um, he has and will never return the favor of pleasing the woman 
that he's married to and the mother of his child. Oh, hell to the no. Mm-mm. And it's like when you say stuff like Mm-mm. that, like cue he, the Whitney, clear, cue the Whitney. Yeah. Oh, hell to the he no. He clearly track. believes this, and this is clearly something that that ha- governs his his household. So he loves his son. Clearly, he parades him around every. He's been to every award show. He has been everywhere. So. He's, he's clearly, he's clearly, 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 clearly passing on some, some not so good stuff. Yeah, that's nuts. He's passing him some rusty tools. Yeah. I think that's just crazy. It's like the patriarchy. It's to say like, I get this and you don't because you ultimately he does drive those cars now or he gets his own. If it's jewels, I'm sure he has his own jewels. Right. You know, I'm sure that he gets what he wants. You know, he may not get his you know nails done but he may get a manicure right you know what I'm, i mean I, actually that's the same shit he gets his nails done i'm sure yeah so I, I think that that's like a really really weak kind of like mental kind of like breakdown like that that's the process that your mind did it's, and it's like come on enough. man we was we all listening to your shit you were you what the hottest artist out right now with yeah, so many and it's like wild. you say some dumb shit like this Dickhead of the day, I, you you snatched the sound right out of my mouth, brother. What well, you snatched it? Cause dick- I got your back. I got your back, brother. D H O T D. Okay. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. Like who said that? That's too much. Fellas, if you are in a relationship with a woman, a woman, and this woman is sucking on your penis, right? Give you get your rusty, good. crusty dick out of here if you don't expect to give that woman what she needs with okay. your tongue. Okay. All right. Down there. What kind of mess? Like, that's whack, yo. That is really, really whack. And I'm not saying that certain women, um, and this goes for gay folks too, or certain men, whatever, certain women, whatever. Certain women, folks. Folks don't have relationships where one might do and the other one doesn't. If it works for them, By fine. Right. But if you find yourself in a situation where you're dealing with somebody who won't, that's indicative of something else. Right. Now, if she doesn't want it done, that's totally fine. That's what I'm and saying. It, yeah, like you if said, that, yeah. if, if you're in a relationship where one does one, one does something and the other one doesn't, and that works, fine. But if it does not, if you, it doesn't, and you find yourself on the, you get the short end of the stick, Cause what if she's like, oh, papi, just tonight, oh, one night, it's my birthday, it's my birthday, papi, just lick the kitty cat one time for me, papi, on my birthday. Is she even Spanish? Oh, I don't know. Is Oops. this supposed to, who's I don't this know. supposed to be? I was His supposed wife? to be yes. So I'm oh, saying, I'm at, oh, papi, can lick the kitty cat, and she, I'm supposed to say she's Spanish <laughs> right now. What if you gonna be like, nah, B? <laughs> like, what? Like, <sighs> Like, what are you doing? Not nah, B. Because <laughs> not even <laughs> just the simple fact that somebody will be there with a willing tongue hanging out, a long willing. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's too much. I don't care. So he gets the dickhead of the day um, because, again, bringing it back to parenting, he's passing on some rusty tools. Yeah, I agree. And he's also kind of like being a soldier and equipping another soldier for the patriarchy, which is kind of corny. I know that's super deep and super woke. I'm just saying. I'm going to sleep. It's too woke. For it's me. Too- <sighs> but just wake up just a little bit, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't need to feed the patriarchy because you know, like what I'm saying is, is like, what happened if you have a daughter one day? I don't know if you really want to. Do you think he will tell his daughter that? Yeah. I mean, I'm. Pre- oh wait. Like oh, you no. need to just suck no, a man's dick sorry. and don't no. ever let oh no 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 sorry I was go down your kitty cat I was thinking like maybe he would I don't know no he'll he'll probably say don't suck dick I don't know 
Who knows? I know we gotta ask him. DJ Khaled, if you wanna come on the show, we have the whole DJ seat Khaled. available for you. Okay? Another we have a one. whole seat available. Another come one. and speak to a couple of gays from Brooklyn, okay? Okay. It'll be an amazing fucking Two time. Two gays from BK. Okay. Oh, oh, BK and C A. Oh, that was a good one, brother. Yeah. That was hey, ooh, it's like tennis popping. Yes. Oh wait. Ooh. Oh. Okay. You okay. Serena, right. Venus. Okay. okay. Oh, oh fuck! Was, I fault. Fault, bitch. Go. Okay, you got it. You okay. won. Okay, you got that point because I was ready. Okay, one more time. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, you're too good. <laughs> Piggy wiggy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but, god. But yeah, he definitely gets a dickhead of the day. Oh, that was too fucking much. Okay, brother. So I <laughs> I have to talk about this because this was when you called me on the phone in the middle of work and I ran upstairs and I was like, what the fuck, bitch? What happened? What's the tea good? Is <sighs> Okay, so my blood pressure is rising up, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, Donovan. <laughs> My blood and not saying rising. that he hasn't experienced this before, y'all. But um, this time, this time it was real, real bad, y'all. Like, if just, I ever it's just, go to just, jail, just one word, just one word. If I and, ever go in to Brooklyn, jail, gentrification. It will be because of gentrification if I go to jail. But I'm not going to jail, okay? Don't fuck with me. Which is what I had to let this motherfucker know. Okay, so what happened, brother? Break it okay. down. Break it down. So you know me. Love and light. I don't have no problems. <laughs> I love this neighborhood. I think it's the best neighborhood. And you've been in here Brooklyn. for five years. I spent five years before it was Caucasian. <laughs> it was Jamaican. <laughs> okay. 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 A little that's African spice, if okay. you know what I'm saying. All right. All right. And the blacks. So. Okay. That's it. Okay, but now because uh, there's a couple of there's a condo uh, beep, beep, now a little, a little sky rise over there. Okay, now the, the, rents, the, the rents went up and and there are a lot more white people folks. moving out, people moving in. Why? Because of the color of your skin. Run, 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 but you sure can't hide. It's real in these streets. It really is. It is real in these fucking streets, brother. Okay, so tell me the story because every you get me go, I'm about to knock this whole shit over. Okay. So, you know, my beautiful princess, Quinn. Yes. The love and light of life. Right. Who's also been Who, living in this neighborhood for five fucking years. That's true. And you know, Quinn literally spreads joy wherever she goes. Like, And, and also, I am like the curb your dog police. Very I much I am so. very much like curb your fucking dog. I actually, one time, because I was very... Like I like I was just so annoyed that someone didn't curb their dog that I actually picked up another dog's poop. It almost threw up. I don't know why. <laughs> Other dog shit be like oh, oh, oh. Right. Oh, but I, I did because right. it was like really in the way I know somebody was accepting that shit. And then it would have been a thing that would be spread out shit. <laughs> Probably in your hallway, your elevator. Ain't nobody got time for that. So um that's how I feel about that. So um <clears throat> I, you know, funny <laughs> to my surprise, this Caucasian man. As I was walking my dog, who I don't walk on a leash because she's so well behaved. Mind you, and who was not shitting at the time. And who was not shitting at the time. He goes, you need to curb your dog. Mm. And I said in my mind, because you know how my brain works. Oh, this is what going to jail almost feels like. I said, this could go. How's this going to go? And I said to him, who the fuck are you talking to? Okay. 
BK All Day came rolling through. Okay, East New York. I said, who the fuck are you talking to? So right. he made sure to put in his little key card and get the door open first before he said, you really need to make sure that you curb your dog. I said, bitch, if you don't like being in this neighborhood, you need to get the fuck out. Okay? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but you get the fuck <laughs> out. I said, you got it really, really twisted. Okay? What the fuck? Who are you talking to? I was like, get your white ass out of this neighborhood. And a Jamaican lady was passing by. She was like, ee, you redneck. <laughs> yeah. And this uh, this um, dude was passing by. He was like, yeah, these white motherfuckers, they be doing too much. Yeah. Because here's the thing. You know black people. We are very loving. Very welcoming. Very welcoming. Right. It doesn't matter what color you are. That's how come we get we wind up getting kicked out of the neighborhood. Yeah. Because we allow everybody in because we are love and light. Right. Before you know it, we don't own nothing, and we got all we gone. We not just gone. That's what we do because we Living are in a little bridge somewhere. So you can't even. It's not even about them being white. It's not about that at all. It's about white people who come into these neighborhoods and they have absolutely no respect for the people that live there. Yeah, because he's racist. He's racist. Point blank in the period. There was no proof, no evidence that my dog used the bathroom and, and, and no one picked it up. She was not shitting in that moment unless he saw into the future and saw her shitting and saw me not picking it up, <laughs> which in which fact we need to shoot him dead because he's a lie. Right. Because that would never happen. There has been times where there was nothing. I had nothing. And I've found a piece of paper and picked up my dog shit. Right. So that's not happening. You know, that's just how I get down. Mm-hmm. That's how black folks that I know get down. Right. So... Once again, to my surprise, he's accusing me of something that I that he has no evidence of me doing. Why? Because I'm black. That's why. Get the fuck out of this neighborhood. Yeah. If all you if you walk around You're thinking that black visitor. people and 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 once again, this is about a pooper scoop, but this is this goes bigger it's than way, that. Way, way, it's way, way, about way, way white people all over this country calling the police. It's happening right now. The last time, the first time that we recorded this. Just like clockwork Ugh. on CNN, a story came up with that Yale mm-hmm. um, in in a Yale dormitorium. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this white lady called the police on this black girl who fell asleep while she was studying in like the common area. The, and the, that's not the, the first guy time. from Harlem who was moving into into uh, an apartment in or Har- moving like, out. You're was, paying yeah. fucking money, and like you are like, what the fuck is going on? Yes, and back in the day, eight years ago, ain't no there were no white people in Harlem. Not that was not hot. Was not checking for uh, parts of Brooklyn, and but Best you. Come into the neighborhoods and now you call the police on the people who, who let who you live in, there. Who let you in. Because if it was a different time, if it was a different situation, because you know we're very spoiled now. Mm-hmm. If it was like if we were in a dire place, if we were in a place where we didn't give a fuck, we would make their time not great yeah. in the neighborhoods. But you know, black I think that black people by nature are very nurturing people. And I don't think that it's in our nature to be mean. Mm-hmm. I think it's always going to be a reactionary thing. I think it's never going to be a matter of this is what we're going to do. There's always going to be somebody who's going to be like, excuse me, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yeah. We're not going around trying to conquer everybody. Yeah. And then somebody's going to be like, that's why we're conquered. And that's why I always say we need to find a balance. We need to find <laughs> a balance. And that's why you have to stick up for yeah. yourself. Hashtag take no shit. Right. Because I wasn't about to take that man's shit. There's, and that's how I autocorrect in right. this gentrification process. I'm autocorrecting by letting you know that in this moment, I want you to know that I'm going to go inside of your face and rip it out. Right. Okay, and then show it right. to you. Because first and of be all, like, this is your face off of your face. You have no, you have no. First of all, you have no place here if you're gonna do that. You're racist, and and you know I called him racist. Mm-hmm. I know you did. You're racist. That's what you are. You're racist. I didn't even address the the dog poop actually. 
Because it's not, it's not, not the dog it, yeah. police. I don't have to prove and tell you what I did. I'm not the dog police to you, bitch. I'm a dog police to everybody else on the block who I'll be like, right. Right now I'm staring at Will intensely. <laughs> exactly. That's what I would be doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Aside from that, uh, you mind your fucking business. Right. You don't talk to me. And I and like I said to him, any and, and don't talk to melanin. If that if you think that you're gonna be racist, it's gonna be okay. I suggest you don't you don't talk to no right. more melanin. Right. You gonna get fucked up. Also, dick cat of the day. Yeah. You balding white motherfucker who lives over here next door to me, but I can't get right. my address because I don't want people to know my address. But if I didn't want people, if I did want people to know my address, I would give it out. Right. And I think for me, it's just like it's embedded in in white people. I think it's it's very Christopher Columbusy. Yeah, it's all that they know. They know it's entitlement. It's, AKA again, it's entitlement. Like, it's like how white people benefit from all the privileges, but don't acknowledge the fact that it, the, the systems exist. It's like just like black people, we have a lot of fucked up problems, and it's the result of all of the systems that are in place yeah. to you know uh, oppress us. White people live by the same systems. It doesn't necessarily affect them in the way that it affects us. But again, yeah. they're benefiting it from, and that's the way that it doesn't affect the us. Yeah, it doesn't benefit us, right? It doesn't. It doesn't benefit us, and it's like, so again, like they're they're bred to think and speak and act this way because it's like, oh, music, mine, neighborhood, mine, uh, you know, whatever, mine, you, mine, yeah. It, again, because it's, don't get it twisted. There are nannies up and down Flatbush Avenue. Um, that are black pushing white babies. Yes, Flatbush Avenue. I'm talking about damn near East Flatbush. Right. It's it's crazy. New Yorkers know about that shit. Yeah. That shit is wild. And uh, I think you know the white people, the ones that don't take, the ones who don't claim to be racist, they have to you know take responsibility for themselves and their people, acknowledge the that there's a, a very big problem, and they and and not you know participate in in certain ways. Absolutely. And, and dig a little deeper because that's the only way that. Absolutely, 100%. Or stay the fuck out. Or stay the fuck out of here because you have to live with black I, people. And, and I'm going to be so pissed when I see all these motherfuckers eating jerk chicken. You, on, when? You haven't seen them eating jerk chicken? I, that, that's what it's a, it's a mess. Listen, my thing is they're like, gonna, don't, we, don't. And then they're going to be like, we, we invented jerk chicken. <laughs> this is it, ours. It's called spicy, um, spicy bones. It's called really <laughs> spicy chicken. <laughs> It's fucking crazy. It's called spice me twice chicken. My thing is, is you cannot, it gets hard to be a black person in the neighborhood that you were in without these people when they come in. And I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about white people like my friends. Right. Who, who will be like, that's a racist, that's a racist white person right there. My family's trash. Go go get them. Go get, oh yeah, my family is trash too. Yeah. Because I have, my white friends are like that. Same here. I got about one, two. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about my friends. I'm not talking about people like that. I've met a couple. I'm talking about people in this neighborhood who come and want to partake in the jerk chicken, partake in the culture light, culture light. Mm-hmm. Okay, because please, not after eight. I don't need any culture after eight. Right. Or I'm gonna call the police on you. And, and hold oh, on, hold on, wait, hold, hold on to that, <clears throat> hold on to that for one second. I'm just gonna say you can. You're not allowed to simultaneously come in and partake in the goodness, and then go ahead and accuse people of doing whatever it is because your dark skin makes you guilty, or call the police. That fucking barbecue in Oakland. The lady called yes. the police on the people in the park, the public space. Hello. Because they weren't barbecuing to code or whatever the fuck. Hello, these niggas. I mean, but let oh, me tell you something I mean, how I mean, fucking Nigerians black Nigerians right. are out here barbecuing. But these black people gave me so much life. Life. When they did a, pro- a protest party, a protest barbecue. 
Baby, they was doing the electric slide because that lady was that white lady was crying. It was so. I, I don't. I don't it's so, maybe I sound crazy with so much joy and, but it's like I'm we have to. It. Te- and it, it. it's like, and we did it without harming anybody. And it's like you're a fucking dickhead of the day. You're a fucking asshole, bitch. Yes, you're racist. Racist. Woo 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 woo. You are the same bitch who would never consider herself racist is racist, and you need to see it. And now we're gonna have a celebration that that you are. Up here on this racist pedestal of yours and Absolutely. exposed to the world. Congratulations. Good night. Goodbye. I'm out of here. Bring the jerk chicken in and the fucking whatever coals we were using. Because fuck her. We're going to fucking barbecue. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love black people. Oh, we exactly. just do it. Brother, you better shimmy and shake. Oh, my gosh. Because this shit is crazy. Like, it. how dare you? Yeah. And I think the thing now is, is that... We've gone past the point of white people not being able to acknowledge their privileges when we've stepped into an era where we are seeing modern day lynchings because when white people actually decide to call the police because they know something bad will happen, it's them weaponizing yes, the they're state. They're using the police. They're as weaponizing a, as a, as a, the state. And in the same ways that the police officers used to help and organize lynchings or the same ways in which they ignored, quote unquote, ignored lynchings is the same way that they help, you know, basically have the result of a dead body that we consume. Mm -hmm. We consume it on the internet. We consume it on the pages of newspapers. We consume it on the internet. TV screens of dead black men, dead black women lying in the street because some white person probably called the police on them because somebody at hashtag uh, George Zimmerman is a dickhead Mm -hmm. um, decides to take it upon themselves to to fight the the dark vigilante in in the dead of night because now I get to fulfill my, you know... Fucking sick fantasy yeah, of your 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 fucking caucasian fantasy of roping a nigger of lynching a nigger you know and and that's what it ultimately comes down to so they found him guilty but that's what frustrates people and that's why i say you know you can only push black people but so far i will say that before we begin to say do you see what they're saying they're saying that our, our lives are not worth anything so what is happening in a society and that's why I always say white people. I just say white people generally. Because to this yeah. day, I don't see enough white people speaking out Hell and saying, no. I do not want to see any white people calling the police on black people just because they're walking down the fucking street. I do not want to see that. And I think the reason why we don't see that is because I think a lot of white people feel that way. I think a lot of people, a lot of white people get very nervous when there are a lot of black people around because I think a lot of things come to the surface, whether that be guilt, whether that be because, whether that be what they see on the media, Fox News, you know, whatever it is. Actually, a lot of the news fear, which is bullshit. A lot of them. Um, the fear that the fears that are propagated through these new, new right. news sources and, and television all that started with like Birth of a Nation in 1915, mm-hmm. always telling these stories that have programmed white people to ignore their privilege and just see it as a way of life. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when that's they, why the, they, sometimes they won't acknowledge it because they just think that it's a way of life. Like when the foreigners come and they show them the video of the black people yeah. before they come to America. Mm-hmm. Of how terrible the black people are and like what crime looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really awful. And it's programming. It's programming for white people to feel elitist, even if they don't have shit. Mm-hmm. It's for them to feel better than even if they That's don't have shit. That's why black people be like, what the fuck? Like, right? bitch, you a homeless, bum-ass bitch talking. And they're like, well, it doesn't matter because no matter what, I'm better than you because that's what they taught me from school. I mean, think about it. 
I mean, think about it. They teach black people how to feel like shit, and they teach white people how to feel amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's what they do in school. So there's like this sense of arrogance and entitlement. But when you actually get to a place where you see white people are actually saying, I'm going to call the police on you, I swear to God. It's like we have reached a place where they are literally using the yeah. state because to do modern day lynchings of black this people. This lady was at a bar outside of her home at a barbecue in the park. Yeah. Black people were outside of their home at a barbecue in a park. Mm hmm. I don't want these niggers in my space anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're too loud. They're too rowdy. They're not. Mm-hmm. Bitch, why are you focused on how I'm cooking my food? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that... she knows it's going to be tastier than her food. But more so than anything, they just don't want to see black people having a good time. They just don't like black people. They've been taught that way. You know, I used to, I told you before that I used to have, I, I had to like really work through this idea that white people were just born that way. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I can see the programming. I see the, I can see it. So I'll, okay. And I, but, and, and thank God I actually do have white friends who, <laughs> who I'm can, telling you, who, who, who will tell who, you, yes, racism is real. My yeah. mommy, let me tell you what, you know, they'll tell, they'll yeah. say it in a minute, you yeah. know, and still have a white boyfriend. They not, I'm not talking about white people who will go and get a black man just to prove I'm talking about white people with a white man. We'll all talk about racism together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm leading the conversation. Right. But I'm just saying like, you know, we have it that together. There's a lot of respect and a lot of love people who I would trust to like be in my home yeah, and like chill with me and spend the night. People who I Which love. Which is rare. You know, and I'm just saying that that's what it actually feels like. I want to be honest about this because that's what No Days Off is about. It's about being really honest. I want to reach a place where we can have really, really, really honest conversations about how we feel all the time. Mm -hmm. And as a black man, I feel so unsafe around white people. I feel so unsafe by working for an organization where I saw institutionalized racism, where it was like follow black people around the store purposely. Mm -hmm. As soon as black people walk in the store, it was like, follow these people. Like, I saw that with my own eyes. Yep. I worked for a white woman who said, who it was a messenger service with black men. She said, don't let them too far in because you never know they might steal. Why would they be coming here to steal your swatches? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you racist bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, it's like, I mean, I've experienced racism. Yeah. I mean, I've walked down the streets of New York and a bum has actually said, this pretty nigger, he probably, I, I laughed at, no power in that word. It means nothing to me. Yeah, it's like, girl, that's you, all for you to feel good. But you, that's you spin out your teeth, right? But that's the that's, the, <laughs> but that's the gotcha gotcha that it's always been about them and their mm-hmm. insecurities. Yeah. So when you now we're in a place once again to bring it back to this man looking at me with my cute ass dog and my cute ass outfit on and my black excellence walking down the block is that you try to minimize me to being the criminal, right? The criminal pooper. Right. I don't know that you said that you want me to be. And the reality is, is I'm not anything that you want me to be. I am not, I'm better than you. And you need At least to- that's what you think I am. So you have to go out of your way, the way that white people seem to have to continuously go out their way mm-hmm. to, to actually put in, remember, white folks put into law that black people were less than human. Like this was doctrine, this was law. Three-fifths, or right. was it two-fifths? I think it was three-fifths. Because, you know, it could have been two-fifths. Right. You ain't shit. Give me, bitch. You are one-thirty-second of a month. You are. You are. You, are a you see this dog? You see this dog? <laughs> this dog is way more valuable than your right. motherfucking Right. Which, the bitch, I mean, if you really pay attention, hashtag that's true. Yeah. Okay. 
Because they was going off for Cecil right. and them. Right. But anyway. Because um, Lassie bitch was the lucky motherfucker. You know? So, I mean, like, when you really get to it, when you really get to the truth, like, why should we feel safe? Why should we feel like we should trust white folks? But then you come into our neighborhoods because we trust for whatever reason. Right. We trust for whatever reason. And then you come and treat people like shit. Gentrification needs to be edited. There's but so much that we can do. But I would definitely say to be active in whatever way that you can. If you see buildings going up that in your neighborhood that you don't want to see, go to your community board, go and visit your councilman, pay attention to the elections and say, I will not vote you in if another motherfucking building goes up into this neighborhood that looks like this. Or I will vote you out if another neighbor if another building in this neighborhood goes up like this. Mm. And like participate in your neighborhood because it's gonna change if we don't. Obviously, we don't. It's changing. And to a certain extent, because we did protest certain buildings in this neighborhood, and they went up anyway because Bloomberg approved a lot of rezoning. But we at least have the opportunity to say, I'm not going to take your shit. And that could be like you can go to your local store person and say, you know, I'm just letting you know that I don't fuck with you because you raised all of the prices since these white people came into the neighborhood. And I see you. You know, make them feel a little uncomfortable. Or maybe find someplace else where you want to source it's f- your food. Find where you have the again. I always find where you have the power. Yeah, find where you have the power. And ultimately, you know, one hundred percent, when we're fighting with gentrification, is to speak up for yourself and take no shit from these people because the re- the reality is is that that man didn't take the time to get to know this chocolate face that is coming down the block and say, hey, 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 can I ask you a question? So I'm recently into this Cute dog. Yeah, I recently <laughs> see this neighborhood. But I've noticed a lot of like poop around here. Like, how do we do? Do you think we should put up like a sign? Like, I, I'm really invested. I want to put up like a sign. What do you recommend that I do? And I would be like, absolutely. I think you should put up a sign over here. Oh, but you're not coming with any solutions. You're being racist. <laughs> and you're coming to the table and you're just being accusatory. Mm-hmm. And I have no respect for him. And he's also a dickhead of the day. Because a part of this is, is that this is no longer an exchange, which is a fundamental part of any relationship. This is not an exchange. You're not bringing in your coin into this neighborhood to actually bring something valuable right. in exchange. You you eat nothing for the cheap rent. You want the you want right. You want the cheap rent. You want your culture light. That's when you start calling the police on people and accusing them of leaving your dog shit around. Mm-hmm. Um but you really don't want us. You really don't want us. So I'm not here for that. And I I think that we should make those people as uncomfortable as we can possibly make them when they come to us with bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And for the white folks who do come into the neighborhoods who are respectful, you know how we do. You know how we do. What's good? How you doing? Yeah. That's how we do. Point blank in the period. So thank you for asking me about that because I'm really glad we got to talk about that because I don't get to say how I feel about 100% about gentrification, but it really pissed me off. And I think that is, for me, you summed it up pretty well. And it's, again, when you think of the state of America, it's just really, really sometimes hard to live in. It's just hard to live in and... This is America, yeah. which is a great segue into the uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, yes. And, do, you uh, me to, do you want me to explain this one yeah, just yeah. to give an intro to the listeners? Yeah. Okay. So I highly doubt anyone in the universe who's listening to this podcast does not know about the Donald Glover video for This Is America that mm-hmm. came out a couple of days ago. But we won't date this podcast, which I already did, so whatever. So... Um, Basically, people are saying that this video is genius because what he did was that he basically, to like some really, really fucking amazing music, laid out the narrative that is America right now with like a de- like fucking dancing and singing and running around and being joyful 
in the foreground, in the background, it's pure chaos, pure anarchy, pure violence, black people being killed, being shot up, treating the guns better than we treat the people. Um, totally. A lot of imagery. It's, yeah, and it's a lot like, of imagery, like even like with the church folks yeah. getting shot up yeah. with the machine guns. This video, let me tell you something. I have to, I've watched it several times, yeah. but like I have to watch it like a whole bunch more. Yeah, me too, totally. Because it's so, I'm still wrapping my brain around a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, and there's some shit that I've noticed after by reading something. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it's yeah. just a lot. Um, but right now it's it's at 114 million. Wow, that's amazing. It's a lot. I think- um, It's amazing. Yeah, and then the, there was a lot of controversy on like his perspective and actually how much he can actually- Talk about this. Talk about this and his, again, his platform because he has a, a what is she? A Caucasian A Caucasian wife. wife. Um, and I, a non-black me, I wife. I think, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Taking his validity away from him, regardless of anything, he's a black man in America. Mm-hmm. And that's the perspective that he is right. showcasing. And I'm, and I'm glad that he's using his platform for good. Yeah. You know, he's using his powers for good. And regardless... 114 million plus are watching. So he's definitely getting the conversation going. There's been countless think pieces and posts and memes and and all this stuff. So he's definitely doing his job. Yeah, I love the fact that he is bringing some awareness to like what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, And he got to do it in a very creative way as an artist. Now, there is a very, very deep conversation to be had around what it means to be able to capitalize off of this moment in time where people want to speak out against inequality and where you can maybe get a paycheck off of being woke. And I understand black people having questions Mm -hmm. about how valid is Donald Glover, how valid is he as a candidate to carry this message forward with having a non-black wife and, you know, having a child who is black, but now biracial and able to navigate life perhaps even differently than people who are black, even even perhaps differently than Donald could have or could. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is a very, very valid question. But when you go a little bit deeper, you see that there's a much deeper conversation to be had about this specific man. And this is why I get so, I get a little annoyed when you get to this level of the conversation and you realize that people want to forego the fact that he's been talking about feeling like a nerd and feeling like only Jewish women and like Asian women like him and black women don't like him. And this idea that you can be a black man and feel unwanted by black women is a conversation that we actually do not have very often. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to dismiss Because it happens. It, ha- it has to happen. And I feel like it's just easy to dismiss him as a liar, as somebody who didn't try hard enough to find a black woman, because I'm sure that there are black women nerds out there, blurds, who would like totally like to be with him, which is to say that we have to like totally fucking plan out his motherfucking life so that he can wind up with a black woman, um, which is absolutely ridiculous because we have no evidence that he's never tried. And quite frankly, why would we even want to go that deep into his life when clearly he has a history of saying that this is how he's felt and he's allowed to have his feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So it confuses me when people get this deep into the conversation and realize that he's had this before and he's tried to be a little and bit spoke emo on it about and... it. But you want to say fuck that and fuck him because you want to put your emotions above his. They're like, no, you is- didn't. Right, it's, like, which is kind of like he doesn't feel safe. Right. You know what I mean? And so I he doesn't like, get any love. He doesn't get love because he didn't. Like, but it feels like now he doesn't get any love because when he won at the did he win at the he won at the he had a lot of the Emmys. Did he win at the Emmys? 
For Atlanta? I believe so. Mm-hmm. And that is really fucking exciting. And I feel like black people were really happy for him. But I feel like now that we've reached this arena of the pro-black space, the woke space, it's like we have to shake him down for everything that he got. Because you don't have a black wife. And once again, I understand the immediate outcry. I understand the immediate need to investigate. But once again, once you get past that, I'm like, so we're going to totally invalidate the fact that this gentleman felt like he um, didn't have maybe a relationship with black women that, you know, that made him feel like he was getting some love. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's a valid, a valid point of view to have. And I would like to have a more, a better conversation about that rather than be so accusatory um, about about how how black he is or how pro-black he is. It just feels like we just cheapened his moment and I hate that that happened but I know that it came at it came from pain and you know maybe there is a lesson for Donald to at least be a little bit more um explicit about how he feels in actual life because that may that may just be a response to the times as opposed to what he should have to do Mm -hmm. so you know as an artist you may realize that now you now if you talk out a certain way you may have to speak out in new ways as well you know and having that realization isn't the worst thing in the world Especially when you think about him growing too, because in every situation, every action causes a reaction. So yeah. there's always room for growth in that aspect because there's a learning point right. that's always set in place once something is done. So I don't think anything can be handled necessarily perfectly, but. Right, exactly. It's like. And we shouldn't expect just, it, that either. You know, it's just kind of like it all comes with the territory. Like he's already popular in so many ways. He made this really great song. It blew up and did all these things. So he, it kinda, it's so good. So it's like he now he has a responsibility in some ways. So he maybe shouldn't be as like, mm, I don't want to speak about anything and maybe more vocal because you have to. It's like if you're Beyonce, you have to. Be Beyonce. It's just what you do. You just yeah. sort of do it all the way. You're like now he has he's kind of experiencing maybe the responsibility. Exactly. Of, and like, it's just changing yeah. times. Yeah. Like you have to really you can no longer just hide behind the art. Like you can't just have people make you a millionaire and not answer their questions. I yeah. just think that that's a part of like the kind of life. Exactly. That it's like we want answers. Now. If I'm gonna buy your music and buy into it, which I love and I want to because authenticity it's like you owe me authenticity too. is the key. Yeah. And it's I think more so than ever, the fans and the the consumer, it's like you have to really please the consumer now yeah, to give to get our coin. So now you owe me something. Yeah. You know? The consumer Consumer definitely wants to know who they're buying mm-hmm. because now we're in the age of like we'll tear down a brand so fast and you know Generation Z is definitely not having it because right. we definitely pass that on to them and I feel like you know for somebody like Donald Glover I think for us who did such great work I wish if it could be a different conversation but it's still an opportunity for all of us to grow right um, for him to you know bring that light I want uh, maybe there are other black men who's, who would say yo Oh my gosh, I felt like a fucking nerd my whole life and black girls were not checking for me. Yeah, because like you said, that person exists. He does. I know that person. Yeah. I know that person. I went to school with him. I know three of him <laughs> that I can think off the top of my brain. And they're all, guess what? Right. Because, you know, some people were like, I wonder if they're straight. You know, like that was also a right. question too. You know that guy. Yeah. And basically, they're all with non black women today. Yeah. I mean, all three of them. Hmm. All three of them are not are with non-black women. And I I wish if I could say that was a coincidence, but I know that there has to be some hard facts. Yeah. Some hard facts. It's literally, it's just like the really, really chocolate, dark, 
African, really model-esque one. And nine times out of ten, you know what I mean? Short hair, maybe, what is it, 4C curl, kinky curl. I promise you I've always seen her with a white man. We were talking about this the other day. And we walked down the, after we finished talking about it, we walked down the steps. We walked about maybe like 15 feet past the staircase. And there was this really beautiful dark chocolate. She was giving you midnight realness. And she was standing right next to Chad. Straight from Wakanda. She was straight from Wakanda for sure. And she was standing right next to Dustin. All up in their face. Oh, so like now I'm just like, is it? It's Even like though a, I know Black Dustin, so damn it. <laughs> Billy? Billy, yes. Because I didn't even so many black billies. Yeah, she was right next. It was so funny. But anyway, that yeah, shit it's a real. it's a thing. You know, so if we want to talk about that, I mean, we could. I mean, that could be like a really cool conversation. But I don't think we should be dismissing his his uh what he has said, um in the past as like something brand new, right? And like he needs to be like ripped to shreds and we need to write all of these think pieces. What's is that? What's that thing you say like, when something's taken away, like not their accolades, but. It's like a way that you say it. When we're like, what? Oh, when we're like diluting the cause uh, or diluting the conversation by. Yeah, but it's another word that you use that I really like. Oh. It's like. I feel horrible, brother. No, don't feel horrible. It's like when. disappointing in this moment. Not. And you guys sit on the grapevine a couple times. Oh, you better burp, baby. Burp. Okay, but whatever. Yeah. Well, you'll remember, brother. Don't you worry. Um, But yeah. You know, so I just overall, I just think that this is a great opportunity for us to just look at ourselves Mm -hmm. and realize all of the ways that you are guilty of a lot of anti-black things. And how would you feel if somebody came to you and said that your girlfriend isn't dark enough or that they don't like you because your hair does not is not the is not natural enough? Mm -hmm. Or if you did this because your toothbrush is not was not made by a black person. I mean like we really go or you can't be pro black because you're gay. And if you're gay I've been told this that I cannot be that I'm not pro black automatically because I'm gay. Well that's ignorant as hell. I mean, but I'm telling you, there are legions of people who believe some crazy ass motherfucking shit. Because did you, unless you, and there's unless nothing you, you can do to satisfy unless, them. Unless you came out white and painted yourself black and you're giving me a Rachel, a Rachel Dossel, whatever her name is. I would rather eat paint chips. <laughs> so like you're, like you're black before you open your mouth, before you're black, before you lay in the bed. Yeah. I'm black no matter what. Ain't nothing you can do so to you take it away from me. But I don't like the way that we get to decide what's black and what's not about like someone situa- like about someone when they are being transparent to a certain extent. Because I just feel like there's a difference between him and like Kanye West, for example, who's trying to convince us that Kim Kardashian is the absolute epitome of beauty. You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, he says in his line that once, you know, like you get you get on your come up, you get a, a blonde girl or you get a, a white chick you got- or whatever the case may be. Like he told you about who this, he is. what what happens and i think there's a clear difference between that and somebody who's just like yo jewish girls likes me and uh, jewish girls like me and asian girls like me i'm sorry black girls don't be jealous but y'all know y'all don't fuck with me like i think that's like a totally different narrative and i think that's a totally different conversation and then, and then what's it's just like as a human as a person who also needs and wants love is he is he supposed to not look for it or find it or organically flow into love in whatever way happens for him because see now brother you tried it now you stepping on over into like 
life is bigger than the shit that we're surrounded by all of the time. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard. It's hard. I get it. And even for myself, like I was like, I would love to be with a black man. And I know f- friends who are with, you know, non-black people. And it, I don't see it for myself. I just don't. But there's going to come a point where just like with with anything it's like the more you do things the more you experience and and if things don't work out you are always well for me i'm open to trying something different i'm not into this whole insanity thing doing the same shit over you know what i mean so it's like okay well this didn't work for this time i gave it a try i tried it now i can shift oh boom boom but it's like, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. He's I, not supposed I, to meet someone at a bar and no, naturally fall in love with them and, and have a, not. like, what the fuck? Don't do that. It's just like taking the, the responsibility that now that this non, I don't know if she's white. She's white, right? I think she's white. Yeah. This, now she has a responsibility now too. And she, exactly. knows, that, and she knows what type of person mm-hmm. she is. She knows the type of music. Now she knows that she has a black child. And I'm pretty sure she knows that she's going to have to move a certain way with the type of celebrity that he is and who he stands for, the music that he makes. And you know what I mean? There's a responsibility. And again, we talk about this all the time. The interracial only becomes interracial when the black person is there. So the black person is the thing. I Like I always say, it's kind of like gentrification. You come in, you're a white folk, you default to the blackness. If you're in an interracial relationship, you default to you the blackness. To. Point blank in the period. So like, There's nothing this is you can the, do about like, it. You know what I mean? This is a black, another black child that's, that's going to be in the world as a black child. They're not going to be like, oh, you're white and some black or you're a little bit of black or they come home and like they're like mom like i experienced racism don't don't talk about that in front of me right racism is not real right or like you know you have to guess what you have to default to that pov and that's just the way that it fucking goes and and that's that's whatever that's whatever i need to talk about their relationship because quite candidly i don't really care I'm just right. I really don't. Yeah. I really, really don't. I'm over here trying. I'm in a point in my life where I would love to get married. I'm trying to get positive energy going. I'm trying to be me. I'm trying to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag be honest with mm-hmm. myself. Be honest with the people who I, you know, want to spend my time with. And I'm just trying to grow. And I understand somebody who would want to find that. And I would, un- and I understand that the- there may be a need for a conversation right. around what it's like to feel like you can't get it from, you know, the people in your. I mean, black women complain about black men all the time, right? But I think we have a moment here where people don't believe that this black man has an issue with black women. Yeah, I don't think nobody wants to hear it, and they want to, and I don't like that, and that that's not real because it's again that we know that person, we know that black dude that no black girl is checking for. Exactly. So why are we acting like he doesn't exist? And why he don't? Why can now, he? But but you say that to certain people. People will post a, a a black woman nerd social group underneath your thing to prove you wrong. Like no, see here's here because it's one instance that he I found. He should have flew yes. all the way to Arkansas and found these black bitches and decided yeah. to date one of them. Right. It's like yeah. that's not how everyone. But I'm saying that's how desperate yeah. people are. Yeah, that's are. not how everyone lives their lives. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's how desperate we are to fit into these boxes. Yeah. Because guess what? Blackness is amazing and beautiful. What we've done with it, mm-hmm. but it was not created. It was not created as a social experience with stereotypes attached to it and with isms attached to it. If 
in a positive way. Right. It was it was negative. Remember that. So everything that we've discovered, everything that we re- that we've repurposed, has a little tinge of mm, I don't know. Are we sure about it? In which and what I mean by that is that there's always room to ask questions of if we're acting like the oppressor. Mm-hmm. There's always room to ask is that this, is this who we really are? Is are we being shaped by experience? Are we being shaped by a system that's in place? Exactly. Are we, is this like, who we really are? And is this what freedom looks like for us? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, brother. Like, if you ask those questions, I think that oftentimes you'll be like, shit, nah, this is this may not be what I really want. Like, you get caught up in a corporation even, as an example, and you look around and you're acting just like the people who you said you right. weren't going to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just another way of, of, of looking at this whole thing is that you want to be able to say, like, yes, this is a hard world. It's a white supremacist you know, sick-ass, disgusting patriarchy that we live in. But at the same time, how fair are you going to be to yourself to love who you love as freely as it, possi- mm-hmm. as, as it possibly can be? Because the truth of the matter is, is that if you love yourself, you're going to attract someone who loves you. Right. And like you, brother, I want my man to be black. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to lie. My own dating experience with black men has been challenging. And I'm not saying I've, I went on one date with one white man and it was like, mm, can't do with it. It's not really interesting. <laughs> so doesn't uh, work for me. Yeah, I, I date black men consistently, but I'm not saying that I won't meet a non-black man who mm-hmm. doesn't treat me well and, and gets me and I can feel free to be myself and loved. And he can understand that racism exists and understands that this is as much as an investment. Right. Um, this is you furthering your education, and mm-hmm. I'm not here to necessarily be a professor of yours. I'm here to be an expert consultant. Mm-hmm. So um, we're in this together, and now this is an exchange. I want to learn about you, and you want to learn about me. We're not seeing this in terms of a news debate. We're seeing this in terms of you get this. We need to get to that place. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that even before Keep we get up. married or any shit mm-hmm. like that. The same kind of journey I went on with my friends who are not right. black. Uh, the same journey I would expect to go with that person. And and just just like the work that you would do to, it's just like a different set. It's like a different workbook. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean with even when you just courting and being with someone. There's a certain like you know a certain protocol that we all have that we want to that looks a certain way that for it to be healthy for us. It's just right. Same same rules apply. Just Same a different apply. workbook. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just don't want to get into a place where somebody who is as beautiful as Serena Williams is so amazing gets dragged on the internet because she's an interracial relationship. When every homie... When, sorry. When, if you go in the comment section, you got bruh, thousands of black men calling her monkey and Amazon... A man. And a man. A transgender person. And it's like, first of all, why are you using that as a joke? Or, or insult. That's not... And why are you trying to insult her? She's she's a black that's woman. That's a really bad insult. But when she gets with a white man who fucking gets billboards for her on the fucking freeway on her way to rehearse on her way to rehearsal, here my gas <laughs> on her way to um fucking practice, you know you wanna um you wanna you wanna compare that right. type of experience to what she may experience from black from a lot of black right. men. Like give me a break. Like you don't give nuance where it needs to go. You don't give people the right to love freely. I don't know. I, she yeah. has a she has dated black men before. But people get uh, real uh, yeah. mad for her actually, you know, bringing it on home with a white man. But my thing is, um, sister, go on ahead. I support you 100%. Because I'm trying to figure out what other folks are here getting billboards taken out for their women um, pushing out their baby. Their black right. baby. Mm-hmm. 
into their white ass family. Right. That's deep. So I just feel like, you know, we can't get too crazy with being woke. You know, sometimes go to bed. Take a nap. Go to bed. In your own bedroom. Get out of these people's bedrooms <laughs> and go take go a nap. Go to your own bed and take a nap. Stop and napping not be around. Woke all right. the time because you out here sleepwalking. You don't you, know you do what's the, going right. on. You just against everything. Everything. Every, everything is wrong. Everything is. Oh, my God. And let me tell you, brother, like, you know, I'm on the grapevine and we debate about a lot of shit. But. When I get off of that television show, I go off into the real world. And I go into places and spaces that call for nuance. Right. <laughs> that call for your third eye. Right. That calls for more than just the experience of white supremacy, but also calls for the lessons that you've applied. Mm-hmm. Like, what else did you learn other than to be a victim? Mm-hmm. Like, what else did you learn other than to be super militant and no one's victim? There's no middle. There's no uh, good lesson about what it is to find compassion or good lesson about what it is to be strategic about not letting gentrification happen around you. Mm-hmm. There are like so many things to do and to fight and to and to cope with. With. Because right. the fight don't stop if you have a white partner. I think what you can then question is if the fight for that, pl- for that black person stops once they have a white partner. If Donald Glover stops fighting once he has a white partner... I think that's reason to talk. Right. Um, but clearly he's not. But clearly he's not. I just feel like if he would have if he would have been doing this before and wanted with a white girl and then stopped doing it, I'll be I'd probably be here for. Okay, a so maybe I need that. a little context because I know some of his music so is this like his first woke song? This is like his first woke song that I know of. I know that people say that his Atlanta show speaks a lot to black stuff. Right. Um, I haven't really seen that. I can't speak on that. I wouldn't want to do that and, and do a disservice to what that show's about. So blah, blah, blah. Y'all do that research. I'll watch it too. And maybe I'll go through some... I, I mean, I've been listening to his music and I love his some of his stuff that I've heard of so far. And then that one song... It sounds like a cat. Oh, no, I don't... Somebody know out there. I'm, I'm singing it really wrong. Daylight. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to sing it right. Yeah, you was giving something else. It was very tales from the crypt. And when I first on. heard it, it, was, it just reminded but me of pop. like uh, just like a cat commercial. Yeah, yeah. You gave very kitty yeah, cat. Yeah, but um, I appreciate you fixing that. Now I know what the hell right. you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, he has a lot of good music. Yeah, I enjoy. But a lot I don't, of his I don't music. really. Um, it's more like hippie, okay. like smoke a blunt. Music. So this is like his first woke song. I think so. so. Now everybody's like, oh my, he came. So they, they okay, wait, so. They don't want him to be woke. They don't want him to say, like, he can't they do this. They don't think that he is qualified because... Qualified! Think- See, that's the word I was looking for last oh. time. Oh. <laughs> Remember, I said, when you take away the accolades, but don't take it. I was like, you know, oh, qualified, okay. bitch. Yes. I don't think people think that he's qualified because he does have a white wife, which is obviously not a pre- prerequisite that it's actually a reason for you to take remedial classes in the University of Pro-Blackness. Right. Um, having maybe a white he's wife. just, like, getting insight so he can like conquer from within uh i don't know i wouldn't trivialize his marriage that way um but <laughs> i don't know maybe he's like a secret spy maybe he's a spy Black i don't Panther. know 
I mean, whatever. I'm here for it. You know, I'm not in that particular department he's of the like, Black he's Revolution. Like, he's like, y'all just chill. I'm working on something real big. I'm, I'm, I'm just chill, y'all. Just shut the fuck I'm up. I'm going to bring these white motherfuckers down. Yo, I got this. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But um, but overall, I mean, I just think that people genuinely just don't. They feel like there are other black people out there who are very vocal about black things, who don't get put on, who mm. hashtag, but they also didn't come out with this good ass, dope ass motherfucking right. music. And it's kind of like so that's a gotcha, gotcha. Oh, but the only thing that's hard for me with this song is that I still want to dance to it. Right, but you know what? The conversation. Look at the conversation. Go on and dance. It deserves it deserves some balance. Go dance. Yeah, because but as a conversation's been huge. Yeah, because especially with the get your money black man, I'm like, yeah, get your money black man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it I'm makes sorry, I cut you off. You were saying something. I don't know what the fuck I was saying, but sorry. you know, I can go on and on about this. Because I just feel like, you know, I don't want us to lose our humanity and I don't want us to use to lose our souls because I think that a war needs to be fought. Mm-hmm. I think that we do need revolution right. in this country. I do think that in many ways we're archaic and right. weird. I just don't want us to look around and realize that we've been eating the red meat just right. like everybody else, not realizing that there's so much better out there. Just because that's what we've seen people eat. Right. We've seen the people who are in charge, quote unquote, eat. Um I'm not here for that. I want to, like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm sorry, real quick, brother. I just want to, I just want to wrap this up, this thought up by saying like Kanye was talking about this idea of freedom. And I really, really, really have been thinking about freedom a lot over the last couple of months, stimulated by a conversation that I was having with a friend and black people once again need to get real clear about what freedom looks like for us. Because if freedom for us means that you can't marry somebody because you love them, it has to actually encompass a whole lot of things on a checklist, which does refi- just does um, limit you to the color of your the person's skin. If our freedom doesn't include people to go outside of that, I don't know that that's the kind of freedom that I want to be a part of. I don't know if that's what genuine freedom looks like for mm-hmm. us. I think that there's a difference between understanding strategy, understanding what anti-blackness looks like on your part. If you're a person who doesn't want to date a black person um, and is, in fact, lying, you know, about, (laughs) you know, wanting to be with a black woman and and finding a white woman. That's a different. We know we have plenty of examples of that. Mm -hmm. But if we're in a position where there's like a whole lot of nuance and we're not making room for that, like the pro-black police are coming for you. That's not freedom. Yeah, that's whack. Yeah, I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead. Crack is whack. Go ahead, what you no, saying? I was just going back to the point of just like not being woke all the time and, yeah. and taking and it's like take a nap sometimes so you can wake up refreshed, wake up refreshed, and, and, new and eyes, so you can like okay recalibrate because again, there's so like I I I totally understand why people go crazy and they go on tops of buildings and start shooting people. Like I get it, I brother. Get it. Yes. I totally get it because it's absolutely like, again. There's so many things. To, there's so many causes. So many, so many things to be upset about. So th- so many things that fucking piss you off, and so many yes. things to learn, and so many things like so much corruption, and and you you learn a little more, and you dig a little deeper, and you find more, and it's just like it, it can be a lot. So sometimes take a nap. Mm-hmm. You have to just mm-hmm. like with sleep in your body. If you're up too long, you'll be stir crazy and up sleepwalking, and then you got this false delusional sense of what's really going on. Yeah. Sometimes you need to unplug. Mm-hmm. And I've seen so many people on Facebook, especially, and even on Twitter, say that they're getting desensitized to violence. Like they see on their on their timeline, this other person got the police called on them, and they're getting fucked up. I saw this. Um, 
this one guy today who had mentioned that he scrolled past like a granny getting roughed up by the police and he was like he just scrolled past it he couldn't even and watch then it. it's like a couple of minutes afterwards he was like wait a minute did i just see that and like so gingerly and so gingerly move past it yes and I'm telling you, I've seen that theme on my timeline a couple of times of people saying, I've heard it on the news, people are getting desensitized to these images. And we've gotten into, this is not good. It's, it's almost just, like the media also, okay, it's like, okay, well, you guys want everything out? You, oh, okay, you guys want to see some shit? It's almost like someone is trying to, okay, they know that this is going to be happening and desensitizing. So it's like now, before it's like, let's hide all the information. Now we're giving right. them information overload. Right. And now you don't know what's real, what's false, what to filter through, what's coming from which source, what's coming from who, what's coming from fucking Russia, what's coming from anywhere. And, and I don't even think like, with all of that, that sounds like confusion, but I don't think people are confused. I think people actually make a decision and just choose to react to something. So we're in a constant state of reacting. Mm -hmm. And that's why sometimes you do have to take a nap. And you can't be woke all the time because what good are you if you're just walking around all the time reacting to things? <laughs> and if you're not making sound decisions about what you're going to engage right. in and what you're not. You know, one thing that we lack is organization and we lack the ability to focus mm -hmm. because we all can't fight the same battles all of the time. Some of us need to be doing this. Some of us need to be doing that. And some of us need to be doing that. But we all can partake in conversation. We're getting so preoccupied with fighting each other that we're. Off, that a lot of people we are losing we are mm -hmm. losing certain opportunities and we're fighting ourselves we're fighting ourselves I just don't think that there's anything worth continuing the discourse around certain parts of the conversation right. with Donald Glover I think that there are other parts of the conversation that can use a lot more development right. um, and a lot more um, narrative around so that we can develop that aside from that I just find that whole what it takes to be a real, you know, woke black person to be absolutely exhausting. Mm -hmm. And if it becomes this kind of thing where I'm policing other way, the way that black people be, right. I think that that's inherently anti-black. Yeah. And I think that now we've gotten to a place where we're, where we can become our worst own. Yeah. The whole woke thing to me, I just, I've never even really used the word. Me neither. Not, not, not about myself. But I do. I think now because it's a term, I use it when I'm like explaining things or telling a story or like whatever. Yeah. But, like, I think it's just a, for me just being plugged into myself. Like, again, I am no good to no fucking body around me if I don't have this shit right here. This shit right here, nigga. This shit right here. If I don't have this together. Mm -hmm. And then I can start tackling other things. Or I start getting a little information. Again, I get excited. I want to share because it's helped me. It's helped me grow. And now I want to pass it on. But, again... I, it's not about being woke and I, I, so like there's times where I'm like you know what today I'm choosing not to do anything but jack off yeah all day because it's my day off I work hard I work a full-time job I was I work woke on, as hell I'm a jack off as you know what I mean I work a full-time job <laughs> I'm doing things I'm working on projects that's trying to help myself in the yeah. community ahead and today was a really 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 hard week so I'm gonna literally gonna eat cereal all day and jack off and you know what tomorrow Bring it the fuck on. You Put know on your what cape, I mean? brother. Put on your cape. And I don't know. That's all I got to say about that. But yeah. find I think new energy the next day. Yes. Yeah, so that's a great lesson. So also a part of taking no days off is actually taking a day off. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we call that me time. That's a yeah. mental health But I'm day. just, you know, playing on, you know, in the sense yeah. of like. No, I, that yeah, helps yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. Like you have to. It's balance. Yeah. I agree.
I agree. You can't. So, I mean, we touched on all of those themes. We touched on, like, literally getting to know yourself when we talked about parenting. Mm-hmm. We talked about taking no shit when we talked about gentrification. Um, gentrification. And we literally talked about taking no, no days, days off, off when we were talking about actually taking a day off Bow. for, like, mental Boom. health. Boom, bam. And, I mean, you kind of see in the ways that they just show up. In these your life. They literally show up in your life. They really well, do. Well, brother, that was amazing. Thank you for that. Oh my gosh, brother! And we actually we recorded it. it. I know. I'm glad it's recording because that shit got me mad. Oh my! Even God. though there was a few things that I said last time, that I wish I would have gotten this time, but I think this time was still really, really, really good. It was really good. I mean, we still want to hear what you guys have to say, so you have to like actually comment. I know we're on SoundCloud. Yes, we are iTunes. At iTunes. Okay. At iTunes. I think it's called Apple Podcast. Actually, um, that's like oh. the fancy link for it. If you go on, oh, the interwebs. I go through regular. Oh, you go through iTunes too. Yeah. Right, but I mean, um, however you can get there, get there. Yeah, however you can and get we'll there, and we'll share all there. the ways that you can get there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and we're at No Days Off TV on social media. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. Um, that's also the Tumblr and the Twitter. Yes, um, brother, it was amazing sitting across from you today. Why? Thank you. It's um, always amazing sitting again, across from you, brother. And again, Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, and all the mm-hmm. fathers that are mothers, and mothers that are fathers, mm-hmm. and aunties that are mothers, and all that good stuff. And so you know, we love you guys. Love, 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 love. And you know what we say: continue you know. to get to know yourself. Take no shit. And take no no days days off. off. Do it for you. Do it always for you.